All right, what's good? What's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the Road Podcast. Uh, this is DJ Crooked. I got DJ Neva. Yo, what up? DJ D Miles. Good afternoon. And we got Jamie the Great. Yeah. We got a special host today, the homie Eddie McDonald. What's up? Jersey, dirty Jersey in the building. <laughs> and then we got a special, special, special guest, New York legend, straight from Canarsie, Brooklyn, one half of Crooklyn clan. We got Mr. DJ Scissorhands in the building. What up, yeah. sis? My man, my man. How you guys doing today? Oh, it's good, man. All right. Staying man. alive, baby. Staying alive. Staying alive. Oh. How are you feeling with this Vegas heat right now? Because you you actually just moved to Vegas. I got here May 1st, man. And uh, I, I love this heat, to be honest with you. Better I, than the humidity. That's the thing, yeah. yeah. Y'all been getting some humidity lately, though. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. for the most part, the dry heat is a lot easier to deal with. Hey. I mean, shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how New York heat is right now, but I just remember being in subways, and that shit is the worst. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Nothing feels worse than a subway. And just having, like, sweaty balls, sweaty everything, <laughs> and then being on that platform, and then, Wait like... for that train? And then oh, and being worst, crammed man. with everyone uh, in the, the train. train. comes, and it shoots that, that funk down yeah, the yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funky. And you see the big-ass rats <laughs> running around the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> let me disclaim something real quick. If I sound a little funny, I just got a tooth pulled about it hour and a half ago so just want to let everybody know that real quick he's gonna put it under his pillow today (laughs) damn right (laughs) so you've been here since may may 1st man what made you come out here just i just felt like it i got rid of my girlfriend and uh i was like (laughs) (laughs) the thing is is living out here is really really i mean you get so much bang for your buck out here. Even with the market going up, yeah, yeah. New York done gone crazy. New York and LA are like both in that bracket of It's go- nuts. It's too it's yeah. just wrong, man. It's wrong. So I don't agree with it and you know, I said, Let me try the West Coast. Mm-hmm. You know, I I could live anywhere. Most of my money gets made online, so yeah, yeah. it was an easy transition. I said, Let me come over here. And I'm digging it, man. I like it. Where were you living in in uh in New York? Or in I New was York? out of New York uh, about five years ago and into pa with the shorty this ex my ex-girlfriend in pennsylvania yes sir oh, what part? like right in the outskirts of philly near uh westchester like okay. it's like a college town over there definitely way too small for me you know different kind of lifestyle altogether what'd I wasn't... you do like open a bakery what would you do, Just do that? <laughs> why because uh, i'm italian i gotta open a bakery nah, that's not what i meant <laughs> you man listen nah actually what i did I, i'm korean i opened a sweatshop yeah i was gonna <laughs> hit you with it i was gonna hit you with it but i decided to leave it alone he but, opened uh, a pizzeria in any case, yeah, so it was, um, you know, I just went out there and did what I do. You yeah. know, I didn't DJ at all. I just, I really got, the whole DJing thing got tired for me because I don't have patience for promoters, man. I just mm-hmm. don't, shady shit only goes so far with me and then it stops right there, so. We have a, we have an interesting history, you and I, and I don't know if you remember, back <laughs> in New York. All right, tell me about it. Okay, wait. <laughs> but I also I don't honestly. <laughs> you don't remember? Nah, I uh, remember you DJing at uh, one, and yeah, you yeah. were nasty as fuck back in the days. So then you disappeared, yeah. and I was like, okay, <laughs> he went to go get his money in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad at you, baby. Did it right. Well, how did you and Eddie meet? Because y- y'all just met. I, how did y'all know? I each smoke other? a lot of pot. I used to, so I don't really remember how I met. Him. I think the first time that Sis and I met each other, we had Riz at uh, Jet, and you came to a few of those Jet parties. I, I remember walking, staggering. Wasn't in Vegas. We knew each other, but 
I was in Vegas since '02. I was with Mad, with Mad Miles since the '90s. Bro. I know, but I knew Mad Miles through Johnny. Okay, so you know, but I don't I, know, man. It's a rough, no. I think it was probably either late '90s. We probably had some run-ins in New York. We were probably doing it some was bad fueled stuff. by terrible things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I do remember walking drunk through this the halls of uh, the Mirage. And uh, and you just being Crooklyn Clan, motherfucker. Yes, sir. Fucking <laughs> <Nate> Vegas ain't <laughs> fucking ready. And Riz is just walking around shaking his head, like, "What am I gonna do with him?" He's a very, he's a very, he's a very relaxed individual. <laughs> it's yeah, so yeah. funny. You guys are like polar opposites. It's, mm -hmm. funny. it's amazing. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Nev, you've been in New York. I mean, I mean, we're from New York. Yeah. But you never ran into Sis ever. We probably ran. Knew the same people, but we never like I've never met you before. You're from the Bronx, right? Yeah, yeah. that's probably why I really yeah. didn't get. I wasn't didn't mix a lot with people in the Bronx because I wasn't at every. I mean, but I was I was DJing in Manhattan also because I had met Riz. I know you was playing in Manhattan, back in like but late nineties. You were playing for like Bronx promoters, right? Not really. No, I was doing Bill, like, were you playing like Bill Spector parties? Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Damn, I don't remember. That's what I'm saying. We probably I was saw in each other, but we yeah. just didn't like know each other. It just like wasn't that. never happened. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Man. So tell us about our story. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm, I was now, just about to say. What I make? What I make a Chinese joke or something? Nah, you mad at me? <laughs> no, it's it's a great story. Okay, please do. It's a great story. I'm trying to think what's like the nicest, <laughs> <laughs> nicest, shortest way to do it. Okay, so I there was Sundays at one. I used to go all the time. Yeah, Sundays at one was popping, and it was with a house DJ. And this is probably 2005, four, 2004. And it was when there was a house DJ that would play, and then there was a hip hop DJ that would play, and the hip hop DJ was uh, finesse. And Finesse is super talented. So he's fucking incredible. Uh, and I think it was still like kind of semi-vinyl times. It was vinyl it times. It was vinyl, definitely. yeah. And I was one of the... I, in New York, it, I, me, Rock the Con, uh, Todd Malice, and a couple other people were like the only... the Eli Escobar were like the first dudes on Serato. So I think... Oh, uh, fuck. Was it Joey... Fuck. Who was the Morrissey? Joey, Joey Morrissey. Yeah, yeah, Joey Morrissey. Joe Morrissey. Joey Morrissey. Uh, he heard me somewhere. He heard me at PM maybe, and he's like, you know, like, he always reminded me of that dude from, oh man, the guy from, uh, shit. He he would do all the Ocean's Eleven. He produced them. Uh, Oh, he, he oh, Je uh, Jerry Weintraub. Jerry Weintraub. Yeah, he yeah, used yeah. to talk like, hey, yeah, yeah. And he's good for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jerry Weintraub. He used to always talk he's like, hey, like, that's so funny. Oh, Crooky, you're so, you're so good. You got to come do my party. <laughs> you know, like, come over here. Have a good time. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, of course. Of it's course. like, it's not, it's no stress. It's Amazing. nothing. <laughs> just come over here, have a drink, and talk with me. And, like, he would just do that. Joey Morrissey? Yeah, he would, he remind me of he's Jerry Weintraub. He's not even Weintraub. Italian. Yeah, but he <laughs> sounds like Jerry Weintraub. This is Nick Papa Giorgio from Yuma. Yes. <laughs> and then um what do you call it so i i did one night there but i did the whole night so they they tried me out and when i tried out i didn't realize i was taking finesse's job away oh. dj finesse because that was oh. his night so it was finesse's hip he was the hip-hop dude and i was like it was like the serato age coming in 
where a one DJ could do a house set and he could do hip hop and he could play rock and everything. Right. So they were going to consolidate DJs. It was consolidating yeah. DJs. They just realized the house was worthless. An open format DJ could rock the whole room. Yeah. The whole right. Night. right. Right. You didn't need a house guy to play it. Like a hip hop dude could probably play house quicker, faster, and, sure. and just run through shit. Right. So that was like, like you know, me, Rock, Ellie, all those dudes. We were kind of like the new age of just those guys that were playing like every genre like literally open format right so i think i did the first one then they came and they had me do the second one and then i think in the second or third one like finesse i felt like i don't know like i was mad young like no one knew about me and uh and i think finesse you and riz showed up to the third one or second one and i was like super nervous and i think sean perry was with me he's like yo that's fucking scissor hands and riz and then I was like, damn, man, I'm like fucking nervous. And then. Um, Did you play any Quicklin Clan? Huh? Well, of course. You, just, you have to play <laughs> Quicklin Clan, bro. But I was fucking nervous. And I'm then, dying to hear where this goes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember any of this right now. So, like, so what check the hell is he talking about? I do remember the so, story. So now. check this. Yeah. At, so then at the end of the night or like sometime before the next week, uh, Joey comes up to me. He calls me. He's like, hey. So Scissorhands, they're saying that you kind of came in and disrespected Finesse and took his gig. Scissorhands, he said. Or some, he, they said whatever. They said like, hey, like uh, these guys want to kind of like you know, Scissorhands wants to do a night and he and he, he constantly wants to like you know, he wants to do a night there and he wants to kind of like, you know, he wants to try it out. So I was like, yo, dope. Like I don't I don't care. Like cool. You know, like let, let him do it and shit. And then. We came through. He and said me? Yeah, well, uh, he said you wanted to do the night, but he said that, uh, no, no, no. He didn't say I, I disrespected. You told me that later, a little bit. And then you did the night, and it was dope. You did the night, it was dope. And I I'm, played there? Yeah, you you did it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> My man, I love you. Thank you for the, thank you for the memories of, that I had. And, and the reminder, yeah. <laughs> So then, so you played that the next weekend, and I'm, you know, me and Sean were like fans, so we're like, yo, let's go and listen to Sizz. And we went to listen, and it was the first time I ever heard anyone play, um, oh, what a night. And I was like, damn, man, I got to throw this shit in my set. Like, this is, that's fucking dope. Uh, and then Joey was like, yeah, we'll have you come back next week, and we'll, you know, we'll keep it going or whatever. And then I came back the next week. And then you were there with, I don't know if Riz was there also, but you were there and then you came up to me and they say, yo, you know what, man? You got a kid. Like you earned your, you earned your spot here. Sounds like something I would say. And then I was like, oh, okay. I was like confused and I was like, all right. And then it's like, yo, but the way you did it was a little disrespectful, man. But like, yo, you, you're good. You're talented. You earned your spot. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, all right, cool. And I was confused and then you bounced and then I talked to Joey after, and I was like, yo, sis, talk to me about, like, I was disrespectful. And he's like, nah, man, they just thought the way you we hired you and you came in, they felt like you undercut Finesse. And he was like, and they, they kind of wanted to get Finesse's gig back. Something like that. I wish I could tell you I remember this. Yeah, yeah. No, I, it's fine. I wish I could, and but to me that It just makes me feel even more insignificant, but it's cool. No <laughs> way. <laughs> That's it. The shades are going back on. I can't look at this motherfucker right now. No, seriously. Let me tell you the truth. Because it took me a hard time to get over it. Listen, you know what I remember with you? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I remember 
Mike Durrani. Remember Mike Durrani? He was my road manager. You probably don't remember. He was like the kid with the big lips selling coke to everybody in the room. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. But um, <laughs> I remember him saying, Sis, did you see this flyer? And I was like, let me see the flyer. And it said DJ Crooklyn on oh, it. Okay, so this is what Riz told me later. But go ahead, yeah. Go so ahead. I was like, what? I was like, who's that? <laughs> and he's like... That's DJ Crooked. I was like, no way. Why would he change his name to Crooklyn? What are you talking about? And I'm like, I, I have no idea about this. And I'm like, why would he do that? I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. And the road manager was like, oh, he's trying to, you know, whatever. So we went to Joey Morrissey. I do. This is the only thing I uh -huh. remember. <laughs> like, what is this? And he's like, I don't know. Maybe it's a print error. And I think it was a print yeah, error. It was a print error, yeah. Okay, wow. so, but but see, now that, yeah. that is the only history. This whole okay. finesse story, I don't even remember finesse playing at one. I remember <laughs> you playing there. He doesn't no, even no. remember him playing at one. <laughs> <laughs> I also didn't remember myself Amazing. I felt so bad because finesse was so fucking good. And he's still incredible. He's, in, he's uh, bananas. He's, he's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And I was he's like, a good dude, and I felt like one of those dudes that I hated, like that came in and undercut. But I didn't even undercut him. They actually paid me like more because they were like, not the disc, but I'm just saying like they had a DJ, they had a hip hop budget and a house budget. And they were like, let's just pay three, One, three, three quarters, quarters of this of budget, instead yeah. of the 100%. Right. And then mm -hmm. now we got the same dude. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I mean, at the time I was like, damn, man, like that's crazy. Like we didn't, I didn't know what was going on. And I was like, damn, man, I hope I didn't do it. So I like, was never mad at you. Yeah, yeah, I no. don't feel like I was ever. I don't like I came out here like, oh, I can't wait to go hear these guys play. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know if I, there's something going on. You got to let me know because I'm no, clearly it was not. Weird. It was weird. And I was with Sean Perry, too. And was he was, it, he was, was it also Squibble gassing with it them? I don't know if he was. Uh -huh. Uh, not not with us at the play. But you know, know Sean, you know Sean Perry. He's gonna like he's gonna really dig and analyze the joint. They'll be like, "Yo, man, they came over here, and they were like listening to you." And, and yo, uh, they were like <laughs> they were like mad, like angry was, at you like and checking stuff. you out. Yo, it was like you didn't see the way he looked oh my at you. God, it was <laughs> like. <laughs> I, was okay. like I was like, "What is Sean coming in the room?" And then Sean's gonna be like, "No, I don't know. I forgot. I don't know what he's did. I think, did I say that? I don't Yo, remember him they doing that." They wanted to like fight you and stuff. <laughs> you just said yourself yeah. that I said you were dope. No, no, you were like, "Yo, you like you earned your spot." And I was like, "Yo, like, yo, good looking out." And actually, but you didn't understand the comment. No, I didn't. Know. I was like, "Oh, like, was he giving me props? Like, what did I do?" And you said the way you did it was a little disrespectful, but you earned your spot. See, and I was like, damn. I, I wish like, I could remember this. Yeah. <laughs> I remember because I was so shocked. I was like, I was like, oh man, scissor hands is giving me dap. And I was like, what? This is what, what did it I was do? dap because <laughs> my last memory of you in New York was you being dope. You were dope to me. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I didn't think you was whack oh, no. by any, you know, and at all. And I but. did talk to Riz later and he was like, yeah, you know, Riz, like, you like, why he changed his name to Crooklyn? He's not from, is he from Brooklyn? <laughs> Like why he changed his name? I thought he, he was doing the I had a crooked. Why he had to change his name to crooked? <laughs> so I was like, nah, I never changed my name, man. Like, that was a, obviously a print error. It was a print error, but they called you yeah. DJ Crooklyn. But I always felt like you you like low key thought I was like you know like the the bratty disrespectful kid. You know? Well, where are you from? I'm from Manhattan. You're from Manhattan. Yeah. Okay. So honestly, I didn't really know you until I saw yeah, you yeah, yeah. in the I, DJ community. I totally understand to judge you, dude. Nobody knew me at one. Like nobody, like when I did that first night, they were like, "Yo, who the fuck is this Asian kid?" It was just like a big surprise. Where was one again? And I felt like a lot of people were like, "It was on West. It was 
downtown, like uh, like uh, on the it's corner. It's where Hotel Gansevoort is now. Oh, really? Yeah. On yeah. Wa- what is that? Washington on Washington, right? No, no, no. It's no, not, no. It's not a meatpacking. No? It's right near where um, where, where SDK is. where PM was. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's right by. Um, it was where Hotel Gansevoort was. Third it was street? where? Yeah. It was right there. It was no, where, no. where Hotel Gansevoort 13, was. 13? Really? Some shit like that. I can't even remember. I used to go there every week. I don't even know what street it's mm-hmm. on. <laughs> That's some good-ass weed, bro. <laughs> nah, you know what it is? But I'm it was a bridge and tunnel party. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've never done a bridge and tunnel party. It was party. Sundays, though. So yeah. it did have industry in there, too. You so had industry, bridge, tunnel, bridge and, and tunnel. industry mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It was so much fun, that party. Yeah. And then, like, but I was used to doing, like, the PM, Unique and Kiki parties you know what I mean? Like I was doing like tropical Brazilian lobby. house. Didn't you play a lobby? I did lobby. Yeah, I, I did. did lobby too. I, I worked for Mark Burbound for a while. Yeah, and then um, Kane and all that. Yeah, shit you're doing the in. bougie spots. The bougie spots. You yeah. bougie guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like when I did Bridge and Tunnel, it was a different. It was a different style. It was like a little more hip hop. A lot more, more hip hop. More Brooklyn. More yeah. Biggie. Need more Biggie for for Bridge and Tunnel. And then like harder house. Which, yeah, a mix like of a little harder house and little little other shit, and you couldn't do as much like, like rock and shit or like weird shit like that. But um, yeah, I mean at that time I was like, damn man, I always felt like y'all like were like, damn that's like that's that like disrespectful kid or whatever. <laughs> Honestly, I'm the kind of guy that because I'm friends with finesse for very many long time, yeah. I could see that being true mm-hmm. only because. What the fuck? Finesse is DJing here now. He's not. Yeah. And these young dudes are cut. The same way you feel right now, how you own Vegas, as someone rolled in and you know hugged you to mug you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Come in, they start taking your spots. Mm-hmm. You start getting. Now, for me personally, it didn't matter personally because I, I wasn't DJing there anyway. Yeah. So I didn't really care, you know what I'm saying? But I am like with the homies. I'm yeah, very looking out for your boy. I always look out for my homies. And I, you and know I what totally I'm understand. And I totally understand, and I and I think I spoke with Finesse later, but he told me, and he's 100%, like I said, Joey said, come by the party, check out the party. I checked out the party. The next week, he booked me. So when Finesse's eyes, when I came up to Finesse and I gave him that when I saw him. It was shady. It looked wow. like, oh, yo, Crooked's here. And then the next week, oh, Crooked's booked. Like, I came there, I spoke to the promoter. and oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seemed like I went yeah. there, and I was like, oh, shit, I could do this party. Let me speak to Joey. Yo, I'll do this for $250. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> happened to me before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's happened so, to me dozens of times. <laughs> through the 90s? Are you yeah, kidding me? Uh, but Kids that w- pretended they was my friends yeah, yeah, coming yeah, in yeah. there. Yeah, they hanging out with you in a booth. Man. Like, then the next week, they DJ. <laughs> you like, ain't even kidding. <laughs> you, yeah. never, you, you come up in the 90s like that, yeah. right? Saying if you came up in them 90s, man, kids were starving. Yeah, they would come shit, up. Man. They'd yeah. come roll up. They'd carry your crates in and then talk to the promoter while yeah, you playing trying a set. Wait, wasn't that rough in the 90s? It was rough. It was just, everybody's trying to get on, It was man. semi-respectful in the but, 2000s. Yeah. No, Am it I was wrong? kind of respectful in the 90s. I came up like in the late 90s. I came up in the mid and late 90s also. Uh, it wasn't I, that so bad. I was doing like Ohm. Remember Ohm? 22nd Street. South yeah, Factory, I've, done, I've done Ohm. Yeah. South Factory Bar and those places. I have like, a it question. It used to be called Cheetah. Mm-hmm. What was Ohm after Ohm closed? No, after it closed, oh. what it became? Nothing. No, it was something else. Yeah, it was one Dance. Month. I want to say it was Dance Ateria or Dance yeah. something. No, no, shit. Not Dance Ateria. Not that, but it was some shit. You, you already know my memory sucks. That yeah. was like the best. I love that whole area. I'm going to text Paul Drohan in the meantime. Wait, wait. Ohm was the old cheetah 
No, 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 no. no, no, no. Ohm, if you, right next to Ohm was a parking lot. If you walk through that parking lot now, you're on, you're a cheetah right there. Right there. Mm-hmm. And then you walk down and you had yeah. Centro Fly right down the block. Okay, and, I think, and I think Puffy's Central restaurant was there too. Justin's was there, right? Yeah, I love that place, dude. Fly Oh, so good. Was probably one of like the first club I've been to in New York besides Spa where I, I was it. like Hold, I want to DJ here oh it's so good and, it was and so then much Mark fun. Ronson was doing downstairs I think yeah it was like Mark and all the like the oh cool it's DJs. such a good club man it wasn't too big you don't get lost in it and it's and just then, a dude, great you could, you could literally go from like Mark Ronson at Central Fly and then go to Cheetah with Funk Flex yeah, yeah. and it was just, and you go yeah. one hood party and then you could go to like like the kind of bougie spot. Did yeah. you go to the tunnel on Sunday? I've never been to the tunnel in my, my life. My man. Really? I went I once. No I was the resident DJ on Friday really? in the tunnel, in the wow. basement for yeah. four years, playing hip-hop when they were doing like Gonzo and the whole techno Charlie Casanova era was flying through there. But uh, I went to tunnel on Sunday. Whew, that was a crazy, like a picture the toughest, what roughest. Room were you, what room were you in? The main room? or where, the library, When I DJ'd, right? so I DJ'd rooms. downstairs in, in the, the library. library. Yeah. The library. Yeah, and then that's where my residency was, in the basement. But So wait, wait, wait. I want, that's pre-2000. Yeah, but like, paint the picture for me. Okay, I, go I've ahead, never go been ahead. to the tunnel. Okay. So you pull up. You've never How many crates you got? Me? Never, yeah, I said this. I couldn't believe it. I had about seven. But seven then, crates. Yeah, seven crates. What I would do is... And I, how many homies you brought with you to I would go with no homies and just pick dudes off the line. Yo, you look strong. Want to get in free? <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Hit, hit each one off with a drink ticket. Bow. Yeah. The only problem I had was getting home. At the end of the night, the whole There's place cleared out. So now I'm hitting bounces off of $50 bills. Instead, it wasn't quite the same, right. you know? But uh, I couldn't do it. Like, I seen Riz at exit, like... Three floors up, get left at the end of the night, and I'm standing there. I'm the only one with him. I'm like, should I fucking leave right now? Should I bounce? I'm not trying to carry his shit. It's mad. Yo, he used to come out with crates like this. So, yeah, I would pull people off the line. Man. So you pull the people off the line. You walk in. The coat check's right here to the yeah, right. Yeah. You hit hit the coat check off. Then you go through the doors, and there are stairs that go straight down. As soon as you walk through the doors, that will take you into the library. That's where I was playing. That's where the hip hop was going on so you did the whole night beginning to end? It, I, I would put my own opener in and everything it okay was, i was working with uh i was taking the kid in jersey dj ap for a little while so then Yo, what, what time did it open what time did it open what was 10 o'clock open? 10 o'clock it was 10 to 4 10 was, to 4 so the i opener had the did, whole damn night so, so, <laughs> oh so did you have an opener or you didn't you i would did. bring my own opener yeah ap yeah, would uh, he, yeah AP? ap would come in i would take up i would take my money and i would give him a piece of the money so 10 to 12 he would do he would do like it depends on on if the it mood. was cracking. You want to get on early? Or? I would not. Nah, most of the time, I'd get on later because I was shit faced and I didn't. <laughs> I was already talking. I was already in the dance floor <laughs> while he was playing the reggae. I'm out there trying to get some pussy. So no, <laughs> I mean. So then, and then you would, and then you would spin and get on, and then you would close the night out. I would cl- pretty much mostly every time because once I get in my zone, I don't want to get off. And was it so. lights off at like four? Four but o'clock. Lights the, up. I mean, the club was still open, right? The main room, the upstairs. Not always. No, it wasn't. Didn't really start hitting that after hours shit till later. But okay. like Peter Gation was like going through worlds of shit at the time. He owned. Right, that. Right, right, he yeah. owned that. He owned Palladium. You owned Limelight. Everything, 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 anything epic in New York. You pretty much pretty owned, much yeah. early epic. Yeah, because then epic. there was David Marvisi who earned the mid, who owned the Midway epic clubs like uh, Exit and mm. and a couple of other spots that I can't really remember off the top of yeah, my head like, right now. When I started spinning in New York, I knew none of this history. And Sean Perry used to like 
like literally school me with all of this shit and he just keep talking about Pia Gay shit. I'm like, yo, I don't know who the fuck that is and oh, the I don't stories know what you're talking and the about. politics. Yeah, yeah. Patch. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he actually dragged me to that uh that movie, that documentary. Oh, you Peter saw it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. It's yeah, great. Yeah, it was good. I yeah. loved it. And I was like, Oh shit, that's him? I was like, All right, cool. Yeah. So then what was the vibe like? Was it low ceilings in the library? Like, what, what was it like? Low, what was it? Dirty, sweaty, dirty, nasty. Dirty, sweaty. Everything you have seen, like, in your head as an old school hip-hop party. Yeah, yeah. Like, put, let, let me put it to you like this. Beach Street. You seen the movie Beach Street? Yeah. Okay. Remember the house party? Check one, two. It's working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's showing that house party, that's what the tunnel looked like in the basement. Same exact vibe. Just people just dressed weird and fat chicks so mixed good. with hot people. and di- Nobody <laughs> gave a fuck what you looked like. You were yeah. just in the tunnel if you paid the $20. 15 with a reduced ticket. <laughs> and then... <laughs> you remember the reduced- Free if he carried his records. You remember the reduced tickets okay. they used to give them out? Like They were like they looked like legit <laughs> movie passes or something. You know? Yeah, they were just regular. They so took it real serious. 50, 50. Was, it a, was it different music from the main room? It was Black Moon and Smith & Wesson. It was like backpack more mix more. not only not but only. see that's what hip hop was then you had commercial hip hop but a lot of hip hop was still in the Nas and you know AZ right, right. and you know it was it was hood still primo was the, the rock star back right, then. Right. Everything he made got played. Superstar would hit it twice, three times sometimes. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm. Group home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was um, I was a primo head, and we used to get that room jumping. Wow. And then you know, Jingle and Baby and records like that were, were commercial, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you know, it was like a mix of both, mm-hmm. but mainly, mostly the whole night was how hip-hop. long? Was, how many years did you do it? Four. Four years. I was a resident for four years under uh, Rob Rivera. He was the guy who ran the show. Oh, there, I haven't heard that time. name in years. Remember Rob uh-huh. Rivera uh-huh. and yeah. Gigi Rivera's sister? I'm, I'm friendly yeah. with them. I still yeah. kick it with them. Once oh yeah, while. yeah. that's crazy. So wait. Peoples. In the yeah. in the four years that it went on, did, did it change at all? Was it the same? What was the peak See, of it? That's a crazy question. Yeah. Because in the four years, it was exactly the same. The whole vibe never changed in the whole club, upstairs and down. It wasn't until like early 2000 when shit just started getting different. The techno music was phasing away and other kinds of house music was coming in. And, mm-hmm. you know, like really the main floor kind of dictated what went on in the club. So if it was a house night, you would get like a housey crowd and then housey people that like hip hop would be in the hip hop room. Mm -hmm. You would get also a hip hop crowd going there, but like the main floor DJ was generally the dictator of what was going on. Okay, so on your night, it wasn't hip hop in the main room. Oh no. Oh, it was house. It was was techno. Oh, it was techno. It was early techno, like, like, yeah, like uh, repeat. Well, repeat. He was playing. Yeah, like, like, like repeat. Discu- yeah. And um, who's what's his name? Stephen Zor used to be like Steven a resident Zor, DJ yeah, yeah. there, and um, Gonzo. Yeah. You know, I don't know if y'all know Gonzo, but nah. what year was this? The skater Gonzo, late ninety six, late ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. it's Gonzo. All these guys. Then Flex came on the Sunday and just Mecca. Oh yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. It was somewhere else though. First, right with Jessica. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah. Where was, was it before it? that? That's a rough question, right? Uh, <laughs> wouldn't have been at uh, Red Zone. No, no, no. no, no. It, was, it wasn't. Sure. It wasn't at a club. Thing. It was at a. Um, it was at a cafe or a restaurant. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Jamie's like just listening to a bunch of old motherfuckers. I'm <laughs> 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 old, DJ. Twenty nine. My man. 
I was born in 89. <laughs> you hang with the yeah. right people, though. These nah, guys, yeah. they'll put you to school. He's, yeah. a, he's a Cali head, though. He's L.A. He's yeah. L.A. So, he's so he'll put to y'all to school, too, <laughs> some Cali stuff. When it comes to gang culture, we got this. <laughs> so, then, so then after the four years, what, what happened? Did Tunnel just close? or did, No, no. Like, tunnel no. never closed. I just closed, pretty what, much. What? I was done with that gig. It was, gone, it was over, you know. And... um. I was just moving around all the clubs like everybody did, else. Didn't you used to play Limelight, though, too? Like Limelight. Like I played back, the hip-hop back, back room, room Limelight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played... Uh, did you do Ohm? I did Ohm. I was a resident at Ohm yeah, for, I had a show for over two years. Oh, I was, Ohm was I had amazing. Run there. Did you do Home Base? No. No, I, that's before my time. Okay. Home Base was the five-floor spot, right? Uh, or, on the West I know, Side. Riz, Riz on did the West base, Side right? Highway, yeah. yeah uh-huh. Flex. Riz, yeah, yeah I, I I had gone, but I I wasn't I wasn't there. At the time. Riz didn't put me in position yet. Mm-hmm. I, my whole career is because of him. Mm-hmm. Like I was a producer, I wasn't a DJ. Yet. Well, let, let's talk about. Oh this. yeah, yeah. Well, let's, you, let's, you drag let's, me let's, there. Let's, let's, let's go there. back. Let's, let's go back. Let's go back. To, back, yeah. back. All right. Okay. <laughs> to the beginning when you guys were like I don't know, like running around. No, when you first met, like how yeah. did you guys hook up? Well. I started the. I started like I got my first set of DJ equipment. But y'all grew up in the same neighborhood. Yeah, or something? yeah. He lived eight blocks away from. So me. you guys were friends, family friends. No, or what was it? nah, we weren't friends because he's four years older than me. Okay, I just exploited him. Sorry about that. <laughs> so yes, I'm 25. He's 29. Me and sister has the same age now. <laughs> in any case, yeah. So um, I lived in the hood with him, but he was like, like he's white. Okay, but you couldn't tell if you heard him speak. The only way you could tell Riz was white is if you looked at him. Because he was he didn't even date white girls. He was like very into hip hop culture mm-hmm. at the very, very, very start of it all. Like pre video music box. He, What's Kana- but what is Canarsie Brooklyn? Is Ka- that like what is, is it like? Canarsie the best word for it is hood. It's hood. Right now it's extremely hood. And before it was fifty uh, fifty. I thought it was like a lot of Puerto Ricans. Italians there, right? on one side, Puerto Rican black on the other. Okay. And I, and it's me and Riz live right in the middle. And it was all lovable. Everyone got along. Just nobody really. I mean, you know, racism has existed long before. Yeah, yeah. All mm-hmm. of us. So, but it wasn't you, like some Bensonhurst shit. It was like more no, like no. It was together. Right. It got like Bensonhurst. It did. And that's how Canarsie flipped. That's another story. But Sharpton came walking through the neighborhood and the old school Italians were throwing watermelons at him off the roofs oh, of the houses and wow. then in the neighborhood flipped. And honestly... What do you me, mean? What do you mean by the neighborhood flip? It went all black. Oh. All black people decided we're taking this neighborhood over and white people can't live here no more. Were they, get, were, were they, were they getting kicked out of another neighborhood? And nah, they were in nah. There? Nobody got kicked out of anywhere. Somebody, what happened was a black family tried to move... <laughs> a black family tried to move in into, on a block where... These crazy white people didn't want them in there. Uh-huh. So they blew the real estate office up. It was a log cabin. The logs was everywhere. They blew the whole shit up. They blew it up, exploded it, and Al Sharpton snapped the fuck out. So he came through and he handled his business. They blew up? Blew the like whole physically. thing up. Exploded it. Holy blew it up. Shit. And the dude that did it went to jail. So wow. he went away and the whole place... You know, Al Sharpton walked through and racism was starting to really come to life. And mm-hmm. my mother picked us up and got us out of there. So Out of Canarsie. Yeah. We went to Mill Basin for a little while after when it started getting rowdy, rowdy. And then to Bensonhurst and to Long Island. But anyway, back to the DJing part. <laughs> I know. The, you know I, I, we turned the shit into a whole political conversation. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I was, was, I was, I was, I was like, oh, shit. Yo, There's yeah. your background on Canarsie. No, I, yeah. never, I never went to Brooklyn. 
I never went to Brooklyn. I'll tell you this right Canarsie, now. I just like saying Canarsie, though. That That's sounds cool. good. Yes. Sounds I've good. never been to Canarsie, Especially, when you don't have a Korean accent either, so no. it comes out perfect, no, well, just like I said. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that. When you mentioned about Riz having that problem, like, un- unless you saw Riz, you would never know that he was white. Crooked's been having that problem for a while. Crooked would show no, up to no. gigs. They're like... Where, where's Crooked? What are you carrying, Crooked's and like, Yo, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, right? That's not Crooked. You sound pretty Canarsie, yeah. Canarsie could have been like in a song. Yeah. It's in many yeah. songs. Well, it was yeah. a good, good fellas too. The Canarsie yeah, yeah, the yeah. first part of me. It should have been in a chorus. Like yeah. I met this chick from Canarsie. You know, first club I DJ was in Canarsie, and it, it's in Goodfellas the movie. So, oh shit, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fucking dope. Amazing. Okay, so you guys were running around open, opening like water hydrants, like. <laughs> And in the summertime, you know, we did summertime. stick ball and we <laughs> stick ball. I'm sure he did the same shit. Handball, just, just quarter, soji, ring of leaves, quarter waters, quarter waters, <laughs> waters. lemon heads, fucking uh, Alexander the Great. Playing, playing Skelzy. Yep, so Skelly all day. So you guys started a doo wop group, you and Riz. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> You got jokes. I like you. I like you. Uh, nah, nah. We, he was very, he just picked it up early and became that guy. He was into scratching. He was in the DMC in like but how 91. But how did y'all meet? Oh, so just through the neighborhood. I was a producer and I, I hung out with the younger kids of the older kids that he hung out with. So you were making beats. I got an ASR 10 mm. and I started killing it. Mm. And and he was made, he made a party break with Scribble, right? Uh, on the Brooklyn Slumlords well, or whatever. You remember oh, what wow. year this was? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I don't even know. Well, that was like 92. I met Riz before that, though. So if you, what do you want to know? How we started DJing, producing together or how we met? Well, how'd you start producing? I just, I just, it was natural for was me. I wanted to make music. Who, who was the producer? You were like, yo, that's the shit. I want to sound like Mantronics, him. really, for me. Wow. It was it was Mantronics for me. It was, you know, Howie T. It was, uh, Damn, man, it was yeah. the Aleems. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I was, And I'm a disco head, too. I'm, Eddie will tell you. Eddie plays records. I scream out the names of them when he does his when he does his <laughs> yeah, vinyl. That's why he's one of my favorites because he he don't give a fuck. He'll walk in a room and just play what he feels like playing. And most of the time, he's playing what I feel like hearing. Did so. you did you play any <laughs> instruments as a hand? The skin flute. Just yeah, kidding. Was, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> I just, you know what I did? I stopped crooked. I stopped crooked from saying that. <laughs> I, I, I had the S out of my... I was like, you could I know one of y'all was ready to hit me with that. So I just got to get it out of the way real quick. But Amazing. Nah, no, no instruments. drums, no keys. No dr- keys. But not. I didn't play keys. I played samples. So for me, it was to speed the record up as fast as I could to get as much of the record in. Every record we made was on an ASR 10 until... Be faithful, pretty much. Every record was on a fully blown 32 gig ASR 10 mm-hmm. with an output expander, going into eight channels of a, a bullshit Mackie mixing board. But we made it work. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I mean, if you listen to the sound quality of our records now, in comparison to the way they sounded back then, it's like night and day. And all records yeah. in general, you know, it's so much more brilliant. I mean, we were dealing with 32-bit or whatever, but right, right. Yeah. in any case, we got the job done, and it came out good, and it, it was... Um, so, wait, wait, wait. So, you were making beats, and then... Riz was DJing. And you just heard through the, like, through just the neighborhood, like, oh, shit, we should link up? We or? knew each other through the... Uh-huh. Na- like, you know, I would... Our friends would be around his friends once in a while, and then I would see him or whatever. Yeah. So, my next-door neighbor, actually, is old, was older well, than me. I just want to know if y'all, like, instantly got along, or we, did, you, did was there, like, weird shit? Let me explain to you yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> Riz is yin, I'm yang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that you see already, but now, now I'm kind of much... 
pretty much the same like him. You know, well, I would now. Yeah, you know, I just I wouldn't say that. <laughs> not, not, not exactly, but I just don't give a fuck about anything. So yeah. that's pretty much how he's always been. You mm-hmm. know, like whatever. So it's, I'm just curious, just like whatever. how y'all decide to like, yo, let's get together and do music. I produced. He was a DJ. He had sick ideas, mm-hmm. so he came to me yeah. and. I used the machine, and he was telling me, let's do this, do that, do that. I was like, yeah, that sounds good. That'll work. That'll work. And that was the relationship. We built it from there. He didn't produce. I produced. He had a lot of ideas, ideas and all like, the connections. Okay. So everything happened because of him. Pretty much him knowing the right people mm-hmm. to talk to. You know so what I'm Riz, saying? So Riz, as a DJ, was already known on the block. Like, yo. Well, Flex was embracing him bef- right, right. before Flip Squad even. He just knew, you know, like they, Riz was good. There's no taking right, it away yeah, from him. He yeah. was, he's still amazing, but he was amazing in the in the late 80s. Like he just scratched and did things that, that other kids weren't doing, you know? He was amazing, man. He I was, think he's one of the most instrumental Pieces DJs of, of history. who shaped the nightclub sound of New York a little, like the the quick mixing. I'm glad you feel that out. way. No, what about yeah, the open definitely. format? Let me explain. Yeah, yeah, open Let format. me explain to you. Yeah. We did open format stacking vinyl like this no. so that we could grab one at a time. Mm-hmm. I used to stand there when he was doing a set and pass yeah. him one after the next, and he would throw the vinyls back quick and just do all disco, freestyle, mixing house, rock, 80s. He was doing that. Like you in the Ronson days, the, bro. Yeah. the first time I heard um, Riz was on Hot ninety seven. He was a, a guest DJ, mm-hmm. and he was like quick bits in, and it was so quick. It yeah. felt like it was like edited beforehand, but it was live. A lot of people were questioning until they see. And that's how fast it. he was. Amazing, wow. Bro. Yeah, this is like before Serato. This is vinyl, right? But You're but just crazy needle drop, making it sound like it's one yeah. song, it was like it's like, like Latin Rascals, like take yeah, that exactly, like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. exactly. Yeah, perfect. but and that's the difference when you hear some dudes quick mixing now, where the songs don't blend together, they don't match together, and it doesn't right. seem like it like doesn't tell entity. a story. It doesn't yeah, it doesn't seem like two entities becoming one, right? Or like you do like a quick mix of you know, right? Yeah, yeah, he always made it work. He always made it work. It makes sense. Dude, it was crazy back then. Yeah, yeah. So much easier now. Yeah. (laughs) So then, then what was the first... So, like, I don't even know this. So, Scribble and Riz had this breakbeat, right? Scribble and Riz and somebody... And I I think Slinky might have did that with them, too. But uh, shout out to Scribble. Scribble is an instrumental piece of my history because he put us in... You know, he put us in a couple of different positions. One being the radio, him and Chris Moody helped us get on the air. Two with the party breaks and, you know, just Mm -hmm. creating it. Our first record came out on Nervous back in 93, I think it was, or 94. And it was um, Brooklyn Slumlords Presents the Crooklyn Clan. Wow. Party on the dance floor? No, that was the first one on 88. It was right before that. I can't even remember the record. That's how long ago it was. Me and Neville were... We're trying to remember what was the first party break. I was thinking the same. I was wondering. Newbie and Crackers, I think. Oh, really? One for the one. One. What was it? That's right. Yeah, you're right. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was Newbie and Crackers. What was it called? One for Manny Napoleon. Those guys. They were good. Man. Was that before um, Zulu, Zulu Chant? Zulu Chant, Zulu Chant was '92, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Newbie and Crackers is '90. '91. Or was it? Mm, I don't know, man. You making me pick my phone up? <laughs> I don't know. I wish you guys wrote this down. But it was pretty close, though. It was definitely around the same time. Nubian crackers came dumb early. Yeah. So that was I don't what, head, what was head, that? Head cracker, Wait, right? Or, or, no, no. What was it? What, one? Did it, it have the cutty ranks? 
sample? Yeah, yeah, one of them did. But that, that was not the first one. But you know what? Yeah. No, you know what? Wasn't um, what was the Kenny first? Dope the first one? Super? Well, that super, super, super was, yeah. yeah. And that, he I also, don't know if it was that, first, though. Super that was in like 95. Well, also. That was in 91. Because it came out around the same time as Brand Nubian, One for All. Because it took that sample. Right. Head but then, but I wait, but Kenny cat- Dope also <laughs> did the Blood Vibes. Yeah, that was like 91. Wasn't Blood Vibes before, was Blood Vibes before um, uh, nah, Super? I got you both. With, uh, with Junior Reed? I got it. One Blood? I, I got it. What's up? Todd Terry, Royal House. Okay. He's got a. No, no, no. Okay. Which one? The OG Royal House album. Which cut? Yeah. It's called This Is a Journey. That's the first party break, I think. Wow, man. Really? Now, listen, try. Go, I know you ain't going to remember that <laughs> no, right I now. Remember, no, I remember that album. I know it had a lot of break beats and on it. Yeah, there was, two, there was two little hip hop type ones. Okay. One was called yeah, This Is I a did. Journey, and it had Bing, Dong, Dong, okay. the thing, the, the thing, the, uh, the Isley uh, set. Not was uh, it? The uh, Ike's Mood? Ike's Mood. Right, right. Ike's uh, Mood. Right. Isaac Hayes. So, right. It had yeah. the Isaac Hayes. I remember that one. Yeah, that's a break beat. So, okay, so if you're going to say that then i guess the first <laughs> the first break beat was the first no party beat, break party break yeah. was the 900 number wow that came point. after no that came out in 88 that came after the royal house album we gotta yeah. go, we gotta check the royal the house came, the, the royal house album came out in late 88 45 king 900 number came out in this is the like summer a, of like 88 history lesson for you me got right now you got months I got I got seasons. So you know something? <laughs> I'm gonna put, put my phone down. I got seasons. One of you guys do that. Was it uh, the Royal House album? Can you party? Is that it? it, 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 it had, yeah, that looks like it. 1988, right? Yeah, 88. I'm gonna go in discards. That came out like in the, the fall of 88. Are we taking a? Well, a, 900 a, numbers clearly really a break. Spring, beat. spring of 88. All right, well, if this is it. <laughs> So, Sis, you're talking about this yellow album with Can You Party, A Better Way, The Journey, No Way, No Way. The Journey, The Journey. Okay, so this was uh, 1988. Yeah. Okay, so can you look up. And now I'm going to look at 900 900 number. Number. Yeah. 900 number. Uh, This is so great, by the way. I thought 900 number was 90, bro. Okay. 91. Yeah, 90, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Sorry, Nev. That's, I mean, I'm good. 900 number was 90? I thought it was 88. I knew it was the 90s joint. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Look up Get Up uh, by Kenny Dope. When did that come out? Get Up, Clap Your Hands. Yeah, that is a... Masters of Oh, it's so good. That's my favorite party. With the funky sensation. I still play that. That had to be after Zulu Chant. That was after... I think that was after Zulu Chant. It had to be. Because when I, I... the first time I heard Zulu chant was on like 107, like WBLS, 107, oh, 107.5. I'm still yeah. trying to find yeah. that, that original. Was, that and they I was got. just like, yo, what the fuck is this? Well, and I remember oh. going to Rock and Soul and <laughs> singing it for them. You couldn't yeah. find it? I, I didn't know what it was. And I was like, it goes doo-doo-doo, call five. <laughs> I, like, I, didn't <laughs> I just told him. Zulu, good stop. Yeah. Oh, 900. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Right. I thought it was Give this. Give it the 900 number. The 900 number EP came out in 87. Oh, thank you, shit. Hold on, EP? Yeah. EP. I knew that was 88, man. EP. A tough, tough city. Tough city, 1987. That what? <laughs> 80. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. Take it easy, Jamie. Because <laughs> I had a, I had a blue, blue label, 19, 1990 blue label. Just B 12 inch. was 80-something. Because that came out around the same Funky time as Latifah album came out. And the 900 number was 87. So the first party break is 900 I can't number. believe 900 number. I'm telling you. Because Red Alert was playing that. That was like the background music went on during his commercial. Yeah, that was his That was his anthem. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And he had a yeah. dance to that. The Red Alert. I would say 88. 
Nine. All right, let's fucking do. Let's fucking settle this. It's a blue. It's a blue tough city. Baby. Somebody call forty five king. Somebody call Mark. <laughs> Somebody call forty five. You know what? Because I have the twelve inch at home. Paul, Me too. See now, all right. Now Why would you leave the twelve inch at home? Uh, this, is, <laughs> <laughs> this one's showing eighty nine. On the blue tough tough that, city. See, that's the one that I got right yeah. there. I got that one also. So this is showing eighty nine. So right, who the so fuck knows, the, man? So did the break come out on that nine hundred number he's looking at? Can I see EP? that album you're looking at, please? Because I don't even remember there being the album until the single came. Then the album came after. There was a couple of EPs from Tough City it, from from forty five from him. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. got a whole bunch, exactly, whole bunch yeah. of joints. Yeah, I have a lot of his breaks. Not one compared to that one. No, though. of course not. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think mine's a reissue. I don't have the the original pressing on it. Hold on, I just found a list of the greatest uh, 100 beats of, like, 100 songs of hip-hop. And 45, yeah. 45, 900 number. In the mic. 900 number is, yeah, 1987. Thank you. Damn. EP. Shit, thank you. I mean, on Discogs, they got one 1987 there? Yeah, well, this original one. This was the oldest one. Yeah, this is 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 89. This is a cover for it. Beats the shit out of me. Yeah, I'm confused. I know yeah. that one right there. That's this the is, first one I see, got no, off the wall in the record That's the EP store. right there, though. Yeah, the EP showing up is 92 on Discogs for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's weird. There were probably so many runs of that record, though, that it, you, you... It was like, clear my throat. All right, guys. Yeah, clear my throat was 2006, right? 2004? <laughs> Yo, that wasn't <laughs> 2000, man. <laughs> so much time. All right, All right. so... <laughs> that was a battle. <laughs> of the I wasn't that. Hey, Nev, no but respect. <laughs> no, same here. Same here. Trying to figure it out. I love it. I love it. Same here, man. <laughs> Everyone, let's get out of the pool. All right. All right let's <laughs> get about the first. Get out of the pool. Down. Forget about the first party break. Now let's get back to um, Viz and Sis. Yeah, yeah. So wait, wait. What was? Yeah. So wait. We were talking about the first party breaks and stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. What was your first? The ones that you. The first one that you and Riz. Well, the first one that really made noise was not the one on Nervous, but I can't remember the name. On Co- the coffee one Breaks. Electric Relaxation was in the one that we used on The ner- first one. On Nervous. The, oh, okay. That was I'm the Brooklyn sure. Slum Noise present, right, Brooklyn Plan. Look that up, too, because that's my own record. I don't remember was what Was Nervous used. just putting out a bunch of party breaks? Nervous was... Dipping into it because yeah, the flex, I, the, the, flex the, the six million yeah. ways to die. Yeah, was yeah. that was and butterfly was style. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. butterfly style. Mm-hmm. Six million yeah. ways to die. Those are dull butterfly style. It had the. It's yours, right? So um, the biggest one, the first, the first one that got noticed was the New York anthem. So that was, that was the New York that the first one? That was the that was the coffee breaks. Uh, yeah, EP. coffee breaks. NYC anthem. Two songs old. Two songs blew us up on that. Ooh. One in New York City because the Knicks took it and started using it. And then on the flip side... Was the Knicks started using absolutely it? Absolutely. For years, they licensed okay. it from us. Wow. And, then the, and then on the flip side, Party on the Dance Floor blew the fuck up in the UK. So How we did had, that go? Party on yeah, the dance floor, party people want more, party on the... It had... Fast car? Yeah, it had the fast car loop. Sometimes it runs slow. Yeah, sometimes it runs slow. Okay, yeah. And it, it had a lot of breakbeat pieces mm-hmm. in it. It was like a, we just sat there for hours going ham and, you know, made something that really catered to okay, the okay, okay. Europeans. So. so, I'm very curious about this because the way it was back then, to me, it would have taken a, a shit ton of work. Took uh, a shit shit ton of work but <laughs> you like how, what was the average on how many tracks that you use and did you do that on an asr or you had to record that right so what we would do is before we would 
I mean, right away, we pretty much upgraded the ASR when you were able to. Yeah. And you got like 200-something seconds, so we didn't have to do it ghetto-style anymore. But what we were doing was putting the, the record on the 1200 and spinning the fucking platter like this. And while it was going one speed recording it, it would be a close enough where we would get all that, then slow it down on the keyboard and oh, have oh, wow. all that, shit, man. a whole fucking sample of shit God. to use. So. Damn, man. Trickery, never, baby. Are you serious? Kids what do you never think Pete Rock did, man? How do you think wow. Pete Rock got all those samples in the damn SP-12? That shit had a nine-second sample time. Bro. Holy oh, shit. shit. Nine no, seconds. I never he made knew all, that. He made every sale smooth record on that thing. So, so. y'all sped it up that fast and then slowed it down? <laughs> yeah, because when you speed up that fast, if you're taking a piece this big, chances are that piece is going to be going the same speed. Mm -hmm. So when you catch it, it'll be good enough, you know? Yeah. And if you have to, you, you make a copy on the next key, chop the next piece, and slow it down so just a little, little bit. Right. Fuck, speed it was on it. tons oh, of work. Wow, man. It was so oh much work, God. man. It was so much work. Damn. That's crazy. Would you leave it at the zero mark, or would you just like, like plus eight? What do you mean? Like, on the turntable, you say you sped it up, right? No, he did it by hand. Oh, by hand. Yeah. I did it by hand. Oh, yeah. Shit. We would we would turn it, you know, to put it in neutral, okay. and then just rip it real fast okay. so that we can get as much sample time. The needle would be like going across. So, so in in the in the in the SP twelve hundreds and all of these samplers, yeah. there was a limited amount of sample time that you could have. Yes. And there was a it was a bank, so mm -hmm. if you wanted multiple samples, you know, when you recorded them, it had to be like. One and a half second. You would have to have you enough could, room. Yeah, so, so hard, but you though. needed everything. You needed drums. You needed snares you needed and everything. For us, it was all samples. So yeah. we would mm -hmm. have just sample of this, sample of that, and the more samples you could fit, the better the track. So, comes yeah. if, if you exactly. if you recorded in real time at like hundreds of like you know hundreds of a second instead of a second and and a half, yeah, you had more room to put other samples in there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you could slow it down once you once you had it recorded in in that in that fast real time. God damn. Um, but yeah, I mean that that was before it was like unlimited. Now where now it's, it's like on the computer, so you're yeah. good. Like Even the, before the computer, when you know Akai was putting out some crazy samplers, and it just got much easier over time. So then, wait, you would take so you took that, and then you, did you record it on like a reel to reel, or did you? How did you? Nah, we we bounced it from. A cassette so tape? My, no nah, my oh. studio consisted of an ASR-10, an output expander, uh, a SEC mixing board from Europe, okay? Then I got the Mackie after, but I started mm -hmm. with the SEC, which is which is awesome. It had really cool mid-sweeps on it. And I was making house music before I, I started dabbling with hip-hop. So, and uh, a DAT machine. So the DAT, oh, yeah, machine, that, yeah. the DAT machine was plugged in. We would get the track right, get it right, mixed on the board. Everything sounded. So you mastered engineering. I did the whole shit myself. <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, ghetto style, baby. That's yeah. how you got to do it back it then. We, good. we didn't have a gazillion yeah. dollars to go to freaking yeah. Frankfurt Wayne like, yeah. and do all that shit, you know? So it you was, got it on the DAT. Got on the DAT, brought it to the label, collected the check. Wait, wait. So, <laughs> yeah, man. When you, so when you did that first one, were you shopping? Riz had the connections, and he no, no, no. We already he already put the deal together mm. with this this guy Mark Petricone that owns Aviate Records. Okay, no, wait. I want to hear about the nervous deal first. The nervous deal was in and out. Scribble put it together. It for was us. a one time thing. We did one record, but we didn't. We wanted to go somewhere we can brand. So this is my question. Uh, you do a one time with with nervous, right? Uh, they record it. They sell. I don't. Know, what was the what was the first? What was the test pressing for them? Like you know what I mean? What do you mean? Like how many how many vinyl did they press? 
Oh, the first pressing? I don't know for Nervous, but Aviator have those numbers. So, like, with Nervous, you guys just got to check, and you if they repressed it four more times, you, you wouldldn't get paid, right? It was a, it was a, a typical record contract for back in the days was... How you doing? Go fuck yourself. Here's your advance. Take a hike. A one-time deal. Nev will tell you. Yeah. Nev will tell you because he comes from my time more. It was terrible. Right. It was just brutal. So, like, you get it and then you just pray to God. If your shit winds up in a car commercial, you won't see no money for it because they stole your publishing. That's just how they did. But you know what? And sh and shout to Mike Weiss if he ever does hear this. He's the owner of Nervous. He's a cool guy. But he runs the business the way a business should be run. Right. That's just how the record industry worked. I mean, you can't fight it. So we went somewhere and they doubled. The, the guy that Riz found us, this guy Mark Petricone, doubled our advance money. That we got And that was AVA. From, yeah, this was the beginning of Aviate. It was owned by Mark Petchcone and uh, yeah. Armand Van Helden yeah. at the time. So, oh shit, I didn't know Armand yeah. Van Helden. Av yeah, was part of eight. Wow, Armand Van and then they. I never oh, asked shit. why. Wow. That's so, crazy. Yeah, Armand Van Helden owned it, and and Mark. But Armand was off, off hands off owner. Mm -hmm. He was just too big being God at the time. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, like he was starting to really yeah. right after the Todd Terry era. The Armand Eric came, oh my so God. and he yeah. was bubbling came, hard. Yeah. So, but um. So wait, wait. So if you don't mind me asking, if you don't mind me asking, two thousand five hundred dollars, and you split it. Me and Rich split it. So twelve fifty each for four cuts. Wait, uh, this is AV eight deal. AV eight deal. So that means y'all got uh twelve fifty twelve fifty before yeah, twelve twenty five twelve fifty each. Oh, oh yeah, before we got twelve fifty before. Yes, exactly. You got it. You right, got it. Six twenty five. But only two cuts we made on that. Uh -huh. But for us, for me personally, mom, mom's was paying the bills. I was like, I want to be a rock star with these joints. Yeah, yeah. This shit is hot. It's ready for the clubs. People want it. I was already going so out the first like crazy. One, so, so the first one you released with Nervous, it was bubbling already. Nah. Nah? The first one we did with, with Nervous really to make no noise. No noise. Nah. It was just Aviate is where we, we really bared down. After Riz and I got in a studio for the Nervous track, he came over my house. We got adjusted. I started teaching him. They saw 10. Mm -hmm. And he started learning. He picks up everything mad quick. Right. So he started learning how to use it, and we got a comfortable workflow going. After that, it was like butter. We started knocking them out one a month. So then the first one on Aviate was? Was Coffee, Coffee Breaks. Breaks. And that's the one with one track getting licensed by the Knicks. The other one got us a shoot the pump deal in the UK. Fuck. So a lot, of, a lot of crazy shit, man. A lot of stuff happened over and those. And then you got publishing from that. See, now... This goes into a couple of people I'm not allowed to really speak okay, about, okay. but Mark Petricone and our relationship with Mark Petricone was questionable, but it got more questionable as time went on. At the beginning, he was telling us that he was doing things that he's supposed to do mm -hmm. and that the contract said he was doing, but we were finding out that that other things were happening. But so... With Not officially, but because Riz yeah. knows mm -hmm. so many people, right. and he's so connected, he's like, did you know this is here, here, here? We started finding out about licensing deals and stuff like that, that, you know, but Mark seemed pretty straightforward. Of, right, uh, right. Yeah, he was like, yo, the Knicks just took this fucking song, and we all jumped around in the office in a circle. You know what I'm saying? It was, <laughs> it was crazy. It was like, yo, you know, this did, is a, they were. How, how much was the licensing at that time? We got like five Gs for that. I mean, I wasn't mad. I was with 20-year-old boys, yeah, man. Yeah. I was like, fuck wow. yeah, baby. Was you got under contract with um, AV8? 
Yeah, nah, we had a, an individual, we were never under contract with Aviate. Each release had its an individual okay, contract. Yeah. So every time we did something for him, it was a one-off. How, mm -hmm. uh, how long did the Knicks uh, license a song for? Probably three. I think they still use it. I'm not even going to wow. lie to you. <laughs> Shit. Not, but only during warm-ups. You know, boom, dun, 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 yeah. over the, over the oh, total so beat good. is New York. And I play it every night. Yeah, so, I, 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 it never leaves my record. So you love that record. I love I'm, it. I'm sure you played oh, it before, oh, Nev. Man. You played it, right? It was. We all played it, man. Yeah. If y'all go to a Knicks game... You might hear it during the practice. And let us know. Tweet us and let us know if you ever hear it. No, I don't, I don't go to Nick games. The Knicks suck. <laughs> Take it easy. Sorry, bro. Know, That's all easy. Knicks fans. Where was, where was that sample from? Uh, was that a vocal? DJ Cole. Oh, it, okay. it was Total and DJ Cole. Yeah, 20-minute so, workout? Where'd you take it from? 20-minute workout. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we were just, and Cole was like, oh, my God, I love you guys. And we started working with him right after that. That's amazing. He fell in love with us. So... Don't you want to know about the second record? What was the second <laughs> I record? I want to know if you guys know the second record or not. What's the second record? So the second record was called D's, like D's Nuts, okay. Are The Breaks. You oh, recognize shit. that? shit. Nah. So, bam, East Coast, West Coast, and Worldwide. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. East Coast, yeah, West yeah, Coast, yeah, and yeah, Worldwide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. East Coast, remember that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, right, that was our second record. Flex absolutely yeah, went bananas for that Except record. Except um, Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Lifestyle. Yeah. So Lifestyle's a bitch. He just jumped on that and just 15 times in a row. Oh, he jumped. Like, it was even pre-bomb, I think. He was just uh, yeah, yeah. dropping. He's yeah, like, this uh, is crazy. Are you ready for this? You know, Flex, he got into his Hulk Hogan mode, and he just went crazy. Hulk on Hogan mode? <laughs> and, my, and from that point, me and Riz, me and Riz's money in New York went right up the ladder. We wow. started getting better paychecks. For DJing, you this know was, what I'm saying. This, this was before your uh, your tunnel era. It was during it. Yeah, okay. It was during. And, and, it. I mean, what a, what a so, better promotion! I mean, Flex was such a proponent of Flex the Brooklyn made us. Project. Flex I mean, made us. He made us. And then when I would find those no records, question. I was like, "Oh, this is that shit." Yeah. Like the Franklins yeah. and all. I was like, oh, "I can't well, believe I have it." Would there be times that you would do an edit and then just take it to the tunnel and try it out? No, we didn't. There wasn't. We didn't have that kind of juice. You no. know what I'm saying? Okay. I mean, we did, but. Like you, there was no way to really do that. You had to do that with a dad back then. Okay. So we would, they, you would catch Flex play dad. Yeah, but I'm, for, would, for, for to, and that's what I was kind of I wanted to get into was that to do an actual vinyl pressing was a lot of work, wasn't it? I mean, well, the amount of money that huh? you had to put up, no, no, we didn't put up a penny. No, but I'm just saying, the label. I think so. They were working with um, specialty at the at the time. Cause wait, wait, wait. How much was? How much was a Crooklyn Clan AVA record? Like ten ninety nine? Three ninety nine. No, it was yeah, it was yeah, four. Yeah, it was like, like four ninety nine. It was a regular twelve inch. Yeah, and like Rock and Soul, like four ninety nine, three ninety nine. Pressing cost at five thousand units cost at eighty eight cents a piece with cover. Eighty eight cents with cover. Wow. Pressing costs and then Aviate. and then they would sell it to uh, the record stores for. Yeah, they sold it to the record stores. I think Mark would sell it for like uh, two. Ninety nine, like three dollars, whatever it was. The record store made a buck, two buck and a half. Oh, he was just he was selling direct a to buck, the record yeah, store. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, for a while, no yeah, he yeah. had his own. You know, Universal started distributing his ass. Wow. Pretty, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But see, it got to a point where he was paying a quarter a record because when we made a record, forty thousand came out right away. He would press forty thousand records right away because he could How save long that did money. Take? How long did it take? Right away. It was right away. Whatever order you put in with the plant, they 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 ready to go. They're ready to go. They get in there and they, they press them records. They know how to press 40,000 because LL was making records and people like that was making records that needed 40,000 pressings. We were making records every DJ bought. 
So right away they will fly off the shelves. It was an automatic thing because if you saw like a new Crooklyn Clan or an the Aviate label, you grabbed it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, that was great. Yeah, was there like it was amazing, amazing? It's man. funny now. Was there like a resell? market for their uh no. for the vinyl like if you buy five and then it just sells out people will be selling in the street for like ten dollars instead no, uh, you go no, on discogs no. you could no they weren't doing you mean like how they no, how they'll was, buy all of one toy up if they know it's yeah, coming yeah. out on christmas and then yeah, somebody yeah, yeah, will yeah. try to hit you on the head no no, 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 nah, no that thing because no. if it sold out they would just repress it again yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. it was always okay. available the label was on it yeah. but it, he was not it, losing a penny J- jamie's a sneakerhead so everything is like sneakers with him yeah so i know i see those are fresh what size you bro 12 damn i guess we ain't getting you in the parking lot I can tell he's like a nine and a half. So I'm, I'm a ten. But you guys, would you guys ever do acetates or no? Or was that just strictly with no, the house I've never and, seen, and Honestly, house and acetate, like. acetates got were made for every piece of vinyl that got sure. made, but we never got them. The thing is, is the label didn't get the acetate all the time. The the presser plant always had an acetate of every vinyl that was ever pressed. Okay, even till today, probably. What's this, a, what's an acetate? An acetate like a is plate. a glass. Vinyl. It's a dub plate Lacquer. with the yeah. with the um, Jamaicans used to make back in Jamaica of their records. So like they wouldn't press because they couldn't afford to press. So they would just make the acetate. You play it a hundred times. And I'm about to say yeah. that you only can play it a few you times. You wear it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You you wear, wear it thin. Ten, so. ten inch lacquer acetate. They smell amazing. They smell amazing. Of course, Eddie would say that. <laughs> Yo, they do. If you're one they, of those people that go into sneaker the store, smell and of an acetate is like it's like new car smell. You it's amazing. I mean? It's yeah. amazing. The funny thing is that I can tell you the sneaker just by smelling it and blindfolding. Come on. Yeah. Uh, nah, that's bullshit. Well, no, don't take your shit out. All right, all right, bro. Come here. No, how, how, do, be, how do you do it underwear? Same brand. It has to be brand new. I'll take them off. You can smell them. No, there's a video of me online. How do you do it nuts in your nose? It's just that smell, so I can relate to what y'all talking about. I love, I love, I'm a smell person. I'll stand in a gas station just for no reason. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't do that. I just smell <laughs> fucking gas for 20 minutes, and I'm good. Really? Good. Nah. Right. So what, what Jamie was saying, like, you know, now, like, DJs will make a record and then go DJ that night. I'm like, yo, this is my new joint. Like, yeah, how do like, y'all feel about it? Try out. But back then, it was like, you had to sit on it for a little bit until it got pressed. Well, well yeah. th- labels were funny with it because once you start leaking shit and people start hearing it, there's a chance somebody else will get a recording of it. I'm telling you, he's been, he was around during the Killer Cuts era, so he'll tell you. Yeah. These motherfuckers will take... A recording off a of TV and put it on vinyl. Yeah. They didn't give a Shit. fuck. Oh, those you remember the first, I mean, Shine, the, first Shine record? What you trying to speak for? Yeah. The recording was literally like, it sounded like... A bunch of records that. Oh my god, it was so bad. bad. The recording, but that record was so dope. I thought it was Biggie for the first like twenty times I heard it. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. And then it was just bad sound quality. People don't care. They will steal your shit and put it out. There was a bunch of bootlegs. Like Killer Cuts just had like a bunch of bootlegs. Oh my god, Hot ninety seven hits. Killer Cuts right now. We had no choice. I still have it. Yeah. Yeah, we had no choice, man. We had to get. They were great. Yeah, exactly. You had to get it, man. They served a very important purpose. So Killer Cuts, if you ever seen it. Jamie or 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 uh, I got Dean. a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I swear to Killer God. Cuts might have like the new Foxy Brown. It might have like the new uh, Genuine. Like, like a new like, Biggie. Faith Faith Evans. Evans. I mean, yeah. these, I mean these Biggie. On one side, it'll be like three songs on one side, and oh, then no, the other I ha- side. I have some yeah, yeah, yeah. So then so it would just like be like an arrangement of bootlegs. Yeah, some yeah. might sound better than the others. Some might sound like there were so shit. many. They would get it any way they could and put it out. The debt ones. It's a debt. 
That's what like the Benjamins came out. It was Benjamins, a song called Jewels. I think uh, Faith Evans, I just can't with the Buster Rhymes woo hobby. But the but the Benjamins yeah. only had the locks version. It didn't have yeah. Little Kim they, and it did, yeah. They have Puff, no, they have Biggie or um, didn't have Biggie or Little Kim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the, oh, that's the, that's the yeah. locks. That's was, the original. Right. It was yeah, like two yeah. minutes long. It was that was like the original. Yeah, I remember about the Benjamins. That's probably where we sampled it for for the Franklin Franklin's break. Yeah, because we put it out. Dumb early. We saw Diddy in the club. I was like, oh, fuck, Riz Diddy. But that was here. the second one. <laughs> I thought we was going to get beat up. You know what? I have a question for you, sis. I, um, with the Franklins, you had the original beat was Hypnotized. Hypnotize. No. Yeah. The first Franklins was made with the Benjamins. The, mm. the remix was made with the Hypnotized. Because oh. on the label, it says Ooh. the, um, the It says original. original mix. Exactly. That's the, uh, here goes the secret for you. Uh, I, that was my idea. I said, let's say original mix so that we can sell uh, a bunch more records uh, and, okay. and just tell people we originally did it over this right. just so they'll just buy it up. And, it and there it, it is. And, and it worked. DJ <laughs> History Listen. You got us. It's part of the scheme. You got me. It's called you got Scumbaggery. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I feel fucking in, I feel insulted man no. <laughs> Man if you asked You would have got them free You would just You left You said fuck these New York kids I'm out of here Dude man <laughs> Yo I'll talk and, about The Vegas thing later and Was there like a, Like a secret pocket You focused on Which was like The 90 BPM To the 100 For all your You know breaks? what it is Riz Had an uncanny Ability To know What was gonna blow up He just Heard a song and before Flex got it, we used to go, like, every Saturday, we would go, uh, like, Friday, rather, we would go into the city, sometimes Saturday, too, mm -hmm. and pick up vinyl from the labels, from everywhere, always free stacks of vinyl like this of all promos of what was, you know, new. Riz would listen to these records, and he would mark up records and say, this one is going to be a hit. Mm -hmm. And almost every time he was right. I could never understand because records I heard I thought were dope that didn't hit. And I'm like, but this is a dope record and it would do okay. But then he would be like, this is going to be a hit. And boom, it just fucking explodes. Like he had a good ear for it. Mm -hmm. So he would kind of pick the lead record. Like, what are we going to, what do we do next? Mm -hmm. You know, he picked Lifestyles. He picked the Benjamins. You know what I'm saying? So was the Benjamins the third or fourth one? Third. Uh, no, 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 no. Eargasms was third. Oh, wow. Eargasms. What was on Eargasm? There was one that did... See, we also had the issue of... Because right away, we didn't just pop in New York. We popped in the UK. So we had to please these UK people also. Yeah. So we were making records for Flex... And making records for the UK. When you say making records for Flex, he will hit you up and like, yo. No, 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 no not till later. Flex, okay. We did a couple of records with Flex. I did one with Armand Van Helden myself oh, yeah. on, on Enter the Meat, on to Enter the Sample Slayer, his album from 2000. And uh, we did like two Flex albums. A lot of shit. There's a lot more to this story, man. I don't know yeah. how much time y'all got. I mean, but. shit. We, we here, we here. Yeah, <laughs> so, but... um. All right, so what was I just the saying? The third one was Airgasms. Yeah, Airgasms, and we probably, because I can't remember a single fucking song on it, we probably aimed it at, uh, the, UK. at the UK. Because uh -huh. we were flying back and forth there. I filled three passports because of that era. So we, so you were like performing? We were DJing. In UK? Everywhere. Wow. We were DJing everywhere. Like the limelight in the UK, all these weird places. I was so young, I was scared to death, bro. I, we lived in Germany. For a month and a half. 
Just for a DJ gigs. Just because we had gigs or wow, tours it's, it's all crazy. around the place. So we were living in the Dortmund Hotel. And and then we would go, if the gig was too far away, to like these small hotels. Riz will tell you the scariest shit ever. We were in like a brothel or whatever you call it. <laughs> what do you call it? A Russell, brothel a Russell. Who the fuck knows what they call it? And you walk through these hallways and the hallway was this skinny. It was like... You walk through, and then at the end, there's a room with animal heads everywhere. Oh, yeah. Right Just my alley. fucking animal heads everywhere with the eyes all looking at you like straight out of a horror movie. I swear to God. sound like oh, that man. movie Hostel. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I swear to God, that is so real. And the beds were like this big. You sleeping on a toothpick. For real, for real. And you and man. you were like 21. A kid? I was like... Was you sleeping? I was cool. I, I would be awake. Like crazy. I'd be like looking. I wouldn't even be able to sleep. I was scared to death, bro. I was scared to did death. Did you have fun or were you just like... I had a lot of fun. You did? I, I fucked a lot of different animalistic... <laughs> shit. Like I did. I used my dick so much in other countries that I probably have a few children in other countries. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> sometimes I think, what if they pull out for what? <laughs> for what? <laughs> yeah. They stamp Can you his imagine dick when he's done in each country? They just yeah. <laughs> 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 you don't need a passport. <laughs> Can you imagine if social media existed in the nineties? Thank like, God people, it didn't. People were living <laughs> the craziest shit in the nineties and the eighties. They the lived set. it the same now. Yeah. It's the same now. No, I think I it's at, soft now. You know what? Look at Carnage. He's a perfect example. Yeah. I look at his life. And I'm like, that reminds me of what we used to do. Mm. I know, I don't care if he's 600 pounds. He's fucking anybody he wants in these countries. <laughs> I promise you, carnage. I prom No, I'm, no. I'm using him as an example because I, I, follow, I don't follow a lot of people like that, but I look at his life no. yeah. because it makes me feel young. When and I you're look. like, that guy's And I'm like, this dude is killing it. Yeah. And he's out there just doing what we did. Man, it was it's crazy. Like It's crazy because I met Carnage a few times and he had, like, he had a girlfriend at the time. Real baddie. So I yeah, see what of you course. Said. A baddie. Yeah. You think how well, what you look like matters? These bitches are looking at your pockets. They don't care about nothing else, man. I, well, I don't know. She here. was looking at his pockets, but you know, she was a baddie. Well, they are. That's what they're looking at. Sure. <laughs> Trust me, I, pro I promise you. I promise you. What did uh, Chris Rock said? He said, "Only dogs and children and women get unconditional love. A man has to you know, love what you can do for him." You are one thousand percent on point with that. And cats, cats a little bit. I like cats. I'm a cat guy. So then, what was the fourth? Franklin's. Franklin's. Franklin's was. Franklin's was the fourth, mm -hmm. and Frankel. monster. Crank call. Crank, crank, crank call. Crank call was, was right around there, though. Crank call's on the other side of the Franklins, bro. Oh, so then it. it, it no, four five. can't get any closer than that. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Yo, no, I you need had my discography in front of me. Well, there was, the, know, says there was the one with Dougie Fresh. People, are you ready? And then it goes into the 112. That was right around that era, right? You like did one with the uh, Lord Tariq Peter Guns, right? Yeah, we did one with that. Yeah, oh yeah. That Cra was no Crown that's Batman's Cra school. Crown Motivator was dope. Yeah, that was DJ Ace. Oh, Ace to okay. Oh, you remember Ace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I always He's the that. person who said, "Let me see those hands. Let me see those hands. Yeah. Let me see." Mm -hmm. oh, that's right. our chant. That belongs to us. It was said in my crib. That's yeah. a, that chant that, that belongs was a to us. That yeah. originated from. From, from my house. house, yes. It wow. came out of my house, so out of dope. my AKG microphone. Wow, yes. And that was over what? Mona Lisa? You did the Mona Lisa? Yeah, beat, the right? dub was the one that blew up. Whew. Let me see those so hands. You, Let me see those you guys hands. produced that one, but that was yes. DJ Ace. We, we just used him for a voice. He came over the house, uh -huh. like pre-scoop. That, that was before scoop, right? I think yeah, it was. It, yeah. Okay, That so was like when, yeah, before you, Be Thank Faithful. you for letting me know, yeah. No, Be Faithful <laughs> was not the first scoop record. 
hands up. Yeah, hands up. With yeah, the, right, with yeah, the yeah, Busta yeah, Rhymes yeah, beat. Right, yeah, the yeah. first scoop record. That's right, yeah. yeah. With uh-huh. the, uh, yeah. Put your hands on my and then And then the second yeah. scoop record was Where You At? Oh, my wild motherfuckers, where you at? Where wow, you man. at? And into our, into our, in it. So, yeah, Muddy Power Respect. So that was that was the second one. Then Be Faithful was the third scoop record. Okay, so how did you guys hook up on Fat Man Scoop? Fat Man Scoop came to us because he heard the Franklins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Franklins and Flex was just bumping us and bumping us and bumping us and bumping us. Can and you explain? Because when I was growing up, I would see Fat Man Scoop on Tommy Boy record ads on the back of I'll the explain, source. I'll, yeah. I, yeah. All right. I, I was I, wanting to know who the fuck is Fat Man Scoop? What did he do? I don't know what he Fat did. Fat Man Scoop is a record promoter. Uh-huh. From Tommy Boy. Yeah, okay. He was just a record promoter. The guy you go see to get your free vinyl. Yeah. He was a record promoter. Okay. For Tommy Boy. And he started doing the overnight on Hot 97. So he was the midnight to 6, 5 a.m. guy. And then the morning crew would okay. come in. Because I remember him on the back of the source, like, playing basketball, Tommy Boy. And I was like, yo, that's the Tommy Boy guy. When I was young, playing basketball. Well, he, he was, was like, like five hundred pounds, bro. Yeah, no, no, but he it was a joke, like on Tommy Boy Records. Definitely was, a yes. joke. That'd <laughs> be a fucking joke. <laughs> but I remember him on the back of the source and being Tommy Boy and be like, "That's who the fuck is that?" And then we would start hearing about him. Yeah, he. So he came to us. He's from the Bronx, mm-hmm. right? He came to us. You know, because of Flex, pretty much. Because he was always in the studio when Flex was killing out his show. And he would hear our records. And he's like, yo. He reached out to Riz. He was got Riz's number somehow. Reached out to Riz. And was like, yo, I need you guys to help me make a record like these records you're making. I'm going to come and meet you guys, all right? So Riz was like, yo, I got this, you know, the, the Hot 97 guy overnight. Yeah. And he showed me his voice uh, on the radio. And I was like, yeah, you know, he sounds good. Let's, let's see what he's got. So he came over my house. And everything happened in my house all the time. I wish I brought the pictures. You would love the pictures, bro. Yeah, I'm like... Send us the pictures. I'm, I'm 80 it. pounds soaking wet, bro. With, <laughs> I'm pale white as a fucking ghost. And like I got dirty hair and shit. And scoops on the mic. It's They're crazy pictures. But um, he came, met us in front of my house, and he brought a dad with him. So I'm like, okay, let's go upstairs and listen. So we go upstairs, and it's his demo. It's his demo pre Crooklyn Clan, mm-hmm. I would pay ten thousand for that demo right now, so wow. you can hear what he was doing before he met us. But I don't have it no more. Was he rapping? I don't even know what that was. That's what I honestly, and my memory's bad, but I ain't forget that. Trust me, it was like, it was just, it was like some Chub Rock, Treat 'Em Right type shit that he was trying to do, but. In the new era, you know what I'm saying? So, like, when no one wanted it anymore. And you were like, you're not feeling I was this. like, no, 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 we can't do that with you. Uh, yeah. Right away. It was at Riz, too. Riz knew right away. He was like, nah, we're not going to do that with him. Let's use him for chance. The right. same way we did with everyone else. We already had the formula. The formula was inked. We right. just knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. No matter what we got in terms of vocals, we can turn it into a so hit you guys wrote, at that point. You guys basically wrote... Wrote with him. We wrote with him. You we wrote, wrote with him, be faithful, what he was going to say, how he was going to say, all that a shit. A combination. Uh-huh. But we wrote some, then he went and filled in the rest when it needed to be filled in. Like, there were parts that where the chants were done, mm-hmm. and then there were emptiness. So we did all this chants, and then in the emptiness, like, yeah, baby, fat man, school crook, Glenn, this is how it goes down, enough. He did that, yeah. you know, and he made up some of the um, phrases that he did, and we wrote some of the phrases mm-hmm. also. So it was just a combined 
and I'm going to say this for the record, okay? Yeah. The Fat Man Scoop entire, you know, what he is, it was a three-man effort. It wasn't a two-man effort, me and Riz. It wasn't a one-man effort, Fat Man Scoop. Mm -hmm. It was a three-man effort, Riz, Scissorhands, Scoop. That's the way it went. Yeah. He was like family to me. He used to come over my house and hug and kiss my mother. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. guy was family. He was family to us. So we made hands up and fucking we got test presses. We brought it to Aviate. They loved it. Mark Petricone was like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. He sounds great. And hands up was a killer. It was so good in the clubs. Mm -hmm. We went, we hit. Uh, Fat Joe was having a party in the second floor of, um, I think it was, uh, what, did, what was the exit before it was exit? Carbon. Carbon. Oh, there you Carbon. go, you got it. Oh, I was doing the rooftop. Mm -hmm. Ted the Dillinger was mixing in the second floor. You remember Ted? Yeah, I remember Ted. Right? Said second floor and uh, Boris, the house guy, yeah. was doing mm -hmm. the main floor. Yeah. Uh, and Fat Joe was having a party in, in, the, in Ted the Dillinger's room. Yeah. I walked into the room. Boop. Ted the Dillinger is the first DJ in the world to play a Fat Man Scoop vinyl with Crooklyn Clan. Wow. So we gave him the first test presses. Boom. And he hit it like six times. It's like, oh, my God. People were like, because it had the buster, but yeah. it didn't have buster. Right. It just had him for a minute, and then beat. he was gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So everybody's like, oh, man, that's dope. That's dope. You just saw the room starting to light up. It started getting lit. And we were like, oh, this is fucking awesome, man. We are going to blow up with this guy. And it was only two records later, and there came fucking Be Faithful. It was amazing. That's crazy. But it started with Hands Up, you know? Mm -hmm. It was like, that was the tester. If you listen to that record, you could hear errors in production. Like a uh, millisecond late sample triggering and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So much like... Um, authenticity like yeah, yeah, yeah. grassroots production in there of just like learning on on the fly type shit it was amazing man it was really an amazing time but well, that's like analog hip-hop man all yeah, the, all it, the, you know what i mean the, like, the yeah. very very early days of the digital chain yeah. switch over yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. damn that's fucking that's crazy. crazy yeah man. so then so. when you did be faithful well, like after you did hands up we did where you at which uh -huh. was also very good. That it worked was a, out well. It was a solid club record. Did you know yeah. Be Faithful was going to be Honestly, as big as it was? Pause. I knew it was going to be. You don't have to pause that. It's I okay. have to pause. <laughs> I have to I, pause. You, you can't get rid of that, can I can't. You? Can. You've had that since New York, right? Well, since I was in Spanish Harlem. Man, just <laughs> for you. I know. Man. Pause These is Harlem, hard. Dude. If I'm ever, God forbid, a little bad kitchen talk comes out, I'm like, oh, shit, pause. Or, oh. <laughs> if you're I, around, I do it, too. If, if you're do around Harlem cast, too, it's like it just gets br burned in I, your brain. I believe. Right? I believe. So Be Faithful was an anomaly, clearly. Yeah. You don't mm -hmm. see a Be like we've tried to duplicate I, it. Is it like diamond? Oh, it's way. It's I don't even know what it is because it got licensed so many times by so many different companies, and so it's a jock jam, bro. Yeah. Be yeah. faithful is a motherfucking jock jam. It still works in the clubs. You'll hear it at every wedding, mm -hmm. barbecues, festivals. Fucking Skrillex brought it back crazy that time. 
He put it on. I had a video of Skrillex playing it and a sea of motherfuckers losing it, screaming, going crazy. It just makes my hair stand up on my body because I'm amazed at the, the longevity of the, of the track. Yeah, they like the Be Faithful song wasn't even all. Nah. I mean, she must be fucking thanking us. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> she must be, Faith must be, I love Crooklyn Clan. <laughs> it was a solid you know, single, but it wasn't like. But you know when Faith Evans performs, she starts it with the Be of Faithful. Of course she yeah. does. When she Diddy, does when Diddy performs, she really? uses, <laughs> used the Franklins. Uh-huh. <laughs> they all use my shit. That's crazy. All so of like, them. I've yeah. seen Faith Evans a couple times on the Bad Boy Tour, and uh, I saw her somewhere else, and she starts with the Be Faithful. I'm not mad at her. Bass drop, and then as soon as the chorus comes in, she, uh, she starts singing the song. She, I am amazing. not mad at her because so we did not ask for permission. Well, so. and, it cr- <laughs> and, and like you said, Ed, it says it, it crushed over. Like, you got Skrillex on it. I mean, when I was still in Atlanta, City every time we'd have like laid back Luke who was real hot at the time. I love laid back, and Luke. he would always drop be faithful. Yeah, and Luke, he, it got so a, much a support G. of multi genre DJs. You know what I mean? It was just one of those. It's one of those records that comes along. It's a pop it just, record. Yeah. It's a yeah. pop. It's, it's a still classic. Though. It's still record. classic. It's yeah. Still rocks. And yeah. it will yeah. still get you out of a rough yeah. spot Huge. in the DJ it's night. Pop. If yeah, you drop well. that, it will get you. Crook, it, crooked it, don't know what a rough spot is, DJ, because he kills it from the beginning to the end. Ain't that right, Crooked? Everyone here. Everyone Ain't that right, Crooklyn? Everyone here. <laughs> Nev, I'm dying to hear you spin, man. I hope you invite me yeah, out. Soon. Yeah, it's come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I only hear good things about you, man. I haven't been, I haven't been to a party yet. I can't wait. Can't wait. We'll go. We'll go out this week. I, I have a question. What was the mastermind behind? If you have a hundred, a uh, hundred dollars in your pocket, put your hands up. Single ladies, all the chant on that. Be faithful. Who what was the mastermind behind that? Like what? It just. We just sat down and put it together it's it, there wasn't even a mastermind it was like does this sound good what do you think of this will this work will that work it was a combined effort the whole entire structuring of that record was a combined effort did you write much. any shit that didn't a work lot of, a lot of it that didn't work yeah tons well, of it like what like tons. what was the worst I mean, shit yeah i know you gotta remember so one of them it's you, you see how my how bad my memory is bro <laughs> you can't it's think just, of like one thing or? it's been a rough ride <laughs> <laughs> like you you're looking for like a blooper from be faithful pretty yeah, much yeah yeah Oh my God! Can you imagine the how first, many demos were there before you draft the Be Faithful? There were no demos. I gotta be honest with you. All my ladies with my real hair, all that shit. <laughs> so, so in the in the real <laughs> hair, the process of producing those records was okay. Scoop, say this four times. Say that four times. Say that four times. Say that four times. Say that four times. Yeah. He, he didn't sequence it. He didn't put it together. It was live. He just no no no. He just said it four times and then left. And then me and Riz took the best out of the four, and then we put it together the best Ooh. way we felt like it went. Mm-hmm. That's how we made it. You did, oh, so you did some Reza shit. Wow. We did. We, 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 that's how we made every song. Wow. You did some wow. Reza, like Wu-Tang Reza I didn't know shit. they did that with, with vocals, but yeah, that's how we that's put it. Every yeah. record, Ace, Scoop, Sticky in the Hoods. We did Sticky Niggas in, in the, the Front. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We made yeah. that, too. That's all the same formula, our formula. We take... We say, say this, say that. He'll write some. We'll mm-hmm. write some. It'll all be, you know, and just we have this big. I got some from Little John in the crib right now. I was just on the phone with him yesterday. I'm making a Little John track oh, right wow, now. Oh, wow, man. So, yeah. He gives Don't call me it cha- a comeback. Gives me chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, that's how we do it. That's just the way we do it. We can't sit there and let you sing a song on the microphone or it's going to be missing that appeal. There's this kind of sample appeal that yeah, we yeah. had. You got to loop I it, think yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like, DJs get it. They it know worked, what I yeah. mean. It just feels like it's not a real vocal record. And you want to kind 
kind of have that feeling for hey, you want it to sound the know? same as you as it repeats right, every, every time, time right every time, and then yeah. and you even want that sampley kind of feeling right like mm-hmm. when you're going hands up hands up hand you know i mean yeah. that's what we wanted back then it's just wait it's 2018 now everything is so different yeah but, you know so you said uh, you said uh riz he he kind of like knew when shit was gonna be hot did he yeah. know it with that break or did it was it just be faithful was an anomaly like i said we made it i think to be honest with you it was scoop's idea to use faith evans mm-hmm. because scoop you know it's a so he's a soulful dude he's got like a very mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and and it seems like something he would want to use and then we both agreed i'm pretty sure that was how that went i mean i can't be coined because my memory is really shot mm-hmm. but i think that's how but it, it was down. brilliant uh, putting like the queen pen with with that shit yeah. yeah, that was fucking just, brilliant, yo. Yeah, how did that come about? Right, mm-hmm. that the second part of the engine. Because that was the best the part of the Queen Pen song. You know how much money that part cost? Which, us? which part? Party the party is a party. Oh right, yeah, right. on your face. That was the intermissions. But you also used you also used another Queen Pen record, the beginning of Man Behind the Music. Ding 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 ding. Do, 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 where my dog's at. That was a oh, that was a prank call. You used another piece of Queen. Ding 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 Yeah 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 yeah. How much did that one part cost? The engine engine on the. It was retarded. How much it costed us? What I mean by the fact that dude didn't want to let us use like be fake. Dress be fake. I don't know who it was. Somebody from Black Sheep just killed a movie deal for us. Last year, we got a movie deal for Office House Party. Office Party. You ever see that? Yeah. (laughs) That was some whack-ass cheesy movie anyway. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I don't give a fuck. But it was a good payday for us. They wanted to be faithful for the movie. And And he would have gotten paid too, right? uh, Yeah, but I guess he wasn't happy with the percentage that he was going to get paid. So, Or he made some... Didn't they use on Let Me Clear My Throat? Instead? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Of course, it was one guy and one beat, yeah. and that was it. They had to worry about, see, when Be Faithful comes in a mix, you got to take care of a couple of people on that. So, you know, while I don't mind taking a thinner check on it, it was still a $20,000 check for me because it was going to be a nice payday right. for them to use. That's a pretty good check. I'll really come right to your, I come to your clothing check. store with that check, baby. <laughs> $35 a t-shirt. I'm going to need that. What about the other movie? Like, the, What was it? Dance the Night or something? Like, what, what, what oh, was yeah. It? Save the Last Save Dance. The last we, dance we're in that movie, too. Yeah. We, we made good money on that. Well, I, I get an ASCAP check four times a year. And it's, it's nice. And that's really because of the movie and Be Faithful, you know? Like the movies, Save the Last so, Dance was a good, yeah, that was a, that was a good movie. But yeah. you didn't really, we, you didn't know that Be Faithful was going to be the mega hit that it was until like the later years when you're like, yo, this shit is still working. <laughs> no, we knew it was the biggest, we knew it was the biggest record we ever made right away because of Flex's reaction really? to it. Flex dictates hip hop. Whether you want to accept that or not, in New York City and across the Eastern mm-hmm. Seaboard, that motherfucker is a, the boss. Mm-hmm. So if he plays it and he likes it, it blows up. I knew we all knew it was a monster. We needed to play it every night, and but I I, I don't think we really realized it until maybe like towards the late two thousand. We're like, yo, this shit, 
it's still working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like, you know, it, like I snap out from it. I it like transcends man. generations. Yeah. And then, like, like people that have no idea who yeah. Faith Evans is knows be faithful. And right. then when we started hitting like the old tens, we're like, yo, we're still playing this shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was saying that Darren is like the biggest DJ record there is. Absolutely, it might be one of them for sure. No, it's yeah. probably the it's best. We're still playing that shit. We're still playing. We're still playing, man. Record are you playing? Franklin's. I'm still playing. You still play Franklin? Don't tell me you don't. Don't play Thug Anthem. I made that. You guys didn't do evidence, though, right? Yeah, we did. You did do evidence. Yeah, we did. We, la, Cypher la, Sounds la, did it. Cypher Sounds did it originally, and then we did, it, we did it with Fat Man School. I got a story uh, for Thug 2000. Um, Riz gave me the... Right he, Brother Pressing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. We, we left Mark. We wanted to teach him a lesson. That's right. Yeah, there and was we, a double because he we taught him some fucking lesson. Let I, me tell you, I bumped into Viz at a nightclub. I think it was Shine, and he was like, "Yo, I got this new new record. I want to give you a copy." And I'm like, "Bet." And it was Thug 2000, and I was like, "Damn, this was, is hot, right?" I, like, I love shit, that record. Man. I love yeah. that record. Yeah, it just jumps off so hard when it hits. Spit that out, yeah, man. Yeah. And people just like it. They yeah. like it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was I was crazy because you had. But that, I mean, obviously that was one of the biggest records, but then you had the evidence to go into, and then you could just like, it was linger a ri- around It was there. a rhythm. It was yeah. a, actually like a rhythm. You yeah. could play yeah. like a few songs that had, yeah. had the track over it. Yeah, definitely. The same thing was for Hands Up, too, because you had the, the reggae version of that. There was oh yeah, with the, the, what's her name? Sox, uh, Foxy. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 When Santa <laughs> dun, 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 that's Bob. Someone tell me what goggle? It was goggle. Goggle by Tanya Stevens. Tanya Stevens. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, you mean on the white, the white and red bootleg? Yeah. Oh, just like pounding to the head. And then Sprague. You know why? Because his brain. Why were you looking? Why were you looking so confused? Because all I'm hearing is blah 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 blah. <laughs> Either one of these are speak, speaking in tongues, or I didn't, I didn't know. I, I totally understood what he was saying. <laughs> you speak uh, scissor hands patois. Oh, so the, do uh, I have my own language? I know so I you spit don't. A you, lot. So you don't know how like if your beef has got to be over diamond or something. It's got to be something. The crazy. problem is, is that some really bad business went down with beef faithful later on. So we lost track of what's like. I can't even tell you how many labels it's on. I know Def Jam owns the rights to it now. They bought it from from. They didn't buy it, but they took it. Like, see the way the deal went. Def Jam came at Aviate mm-hmm. for a deal for Be Faithful and an album deal for us to do, and uh, well for Scoop, they came with an, an album deal for Scoop, and uh, the paperwork didn't go right. Let's just put it that way. It didn't go right. And uh, that's when we split from school. And that's when we stopped understanding what was going on with the record. Mm. So we got the internet and we got as much as we can. And I have my ASCAP check showing me that it's being played everywhere. So, I mean, but I can't track it anymore. I don't have any, you know, some real dirty shit went down. So... We, me and Riz got left holding our dicks but that's cause we weren't you know when you're young like that man mm-hmm. and shit like that is happening to yeah, you yeah. Yeah. it's really fucking amazing you know you just like con- it's like out of left field you're like oh my god we thought we were doing good with the party breaks mm-hmm. you know then that record came and it was like all the greed and everybody just right, starts right. coming out. You start seeing motherfuckers' true colors. So underneath. then after that you stopped with Fat Man Scoop you guys split no ways? no we actually made uh, one more song with Fat Man Scoop that was on 
Funkmaster Flex's album. But was I the mean, payday was really good, so okay. we couldn't say no. But uh, we were going through the motions and issues with Fat Man Scoop at the time. It was awkward. Well, the problem is, is that the deal was for Scoop. Scoop was telling Riz and myself not to use a lawyer, and the owner of Aviate was getting funny with us. He wouldn't pay us anymore unless he paid Scoop first. This shit went so sour, dude. Wow. I can't even like this story is. It is a bad, like, y'all will be like, this is really, this is this industry for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It didn't go right for it's me. Just, it's it just didn't go right for me. Right. It's yeah. just unfortunate because it would, I feel like it could still be going on. Of course it could, but it yeah. never will. I will never work that man. I don't care. I'm not interested in working with him. I got I got a million voices. I just told you, John, give us chance. Yeah. We got freaking... DJ Cool still that and he just killed it with Khaled on stage. Uh -huh. So you know people want to hear it, the club misses a little bit more energy like yeah, that. Yeah, you know yeah. misses it. It's got a lot of a lot of down tempo bottle popping shit, which is cool. And I fuck with all music. I like everything, but hey, and we, we need some some hara no. needs to come back. And I'm, I'm here to try to do it. You know, so. it's but it's also so hard to like resample some of the new music now. And there's no acapellas. You can't really. I have every it, right? acapella. Yeah, good, yeah. I have every acapella oh, ever yeah. made. You do. Ever made. Even now for the new music? New, old, you name it. It's scary. I don't... Yeah, Ed, Ed will yeah. tell you How what the fuck do you get that? I'm, I'm magical, bro. Nah. Yeah. I could do these things. You haven't heard my mashups. You haven't heard my mashups lately, have you? I gotta hook hey, you up with some. Hey, says where, where in the, the whole Scoop thing did the uh, the Beat Nuts record, uh, Let's Get Dough, you guys produced that and Scoop was on that in the beginning, no, right? Or what was the deal? We were, we were part of putting his samples on it. See, the way Scoop felt was that he didn't want to spit. We got him used to spitting four times something and us putting it on a record. Mm -hmm. yeah. So he was very mic shy. Like he didn't, he was afraid that he wasn't gonna get it right in a studio. So when Timbaland called, he had to bring us. So we were there making the Timbaland record with him. Then when Beat Nuts, you know, it was just like a- You were like his auto tune. Yeah, we, yes. <laughs> You wow, know what? Yeah. In a nutshell, we were his his vocal coach. We were his support vehicle. Yeah. We were yeah, his support yeah. vehicle. He needed you guys. Yeah, and you know something? We had no problem being with him. Mm -hmm. We had no problem being with him. I loved him like a brother. But you know, there's a lot loved of like a there's a lot of vocalists like singers like Rihanna. She has her own engineer who engineers her vocals on any production. There so. it goes. Yeah. So you know, people get used to their sound. Yeah. Even John, John is picky about his sound too. Mm -hmm. If I mix his vocal and don't come out right, he'll he'll start yeah. yelling at me. So sure. I'll, I'll be like, yo, let me put let me yeah. double it up some more. He likes mm -hmm. that heavy. Double, Nowadays, so. and those engineers and those guys that engineer like all of these vocalists or any of the mu music or the auto tuned goods that do the engineering for autotune like travis scott's autotune guy kanye west's autotune guy those guys go on the road on tour with him because there's no one else that can make it sound like that or knows what I he's gonna do like just the echoes yeah. and shit for, it's for crazy. travis especially crazy. Yeah. travis got a very unique mix down but even his, yeah you know his it's address. like traveling with your stylist but then we were also uh i was even told about rihanna and a couple other singers they only use their engineers because they they can tune it just right yeah. yeah cause they sound like shit uh, like with any other engineer but you guys were kinda like that it was not even that we were engineering no we but were, you we you guys were like, like, like it was more he than needed that. us on that type like of level a moral it was a little support more yeah, yeah. like he felt comfortable with y'all like yeah. he felt safe to do whatever he did, he did. He, yeah. that's why I can't understand why I went the way it went man can't understand it like EPMD I could never understand that either you know they just split up and like that shit got weird though right yeah 
It just it was weird. like they was they just dropped that hot album then out of nowhere. No, but you like, know why you can tell that it was a money argument. Money just but fucks people's same lives. Same thing with Brand Nubian though, right? I mean, yeah. Well, you know nah, what that it was. Poolbook just had the voice, and and Sadat had a different sound when they broke like off. You mm-hmm. heard the difference. Like right. Poolbook mm-hmm. made yeah. commercial music, and Sadat kind of made commercial music too. I don't know, man. It's tough to really tell why they broke up. It but, really and is. The EPMD shit was was crazy. Like Eric Sermon was like breaking into Paris. Paris's crib, remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's some crazy that. shit. Is that you true, though? Is that true? <laughs> yeah. I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, they were like... Charles it was on like an Unplugged... Um, it was on some TV show, a documentary. No, no, no. They them. even said that like in a Source magazine, an interview like that his place got broken into and they were trying to find some shit and they were like contracts or what. I don't know what the fuck they were trying. Wow. It was you a money I mean? thing. The yeah. same. Yeah. It was pretty much similar with us in school, man. He was like, nah, y'all don't need a lawyer. Don't worry, you use my lawyer. He told us, yo, I will never. Hit, let me just ask y'all all a question. Every DJ in the room, okay, and people that ain't DJs, name a single motherfucking time you saw me, Scoop, and Riz on stage. Never, never, never. No. But did Scoop travel the world doing that song? Of course. Does yeah. he still travel the world doing that song? Yeah. yeah. Do you think something is wrong with that? Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Now that you understand the depth of how much involvement we have making this music, and the depth of where we brought it, him career-wise, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah. shouldn't we? Shouldn't we have been there? Of course. Yeah. The yeah. reason why we're not there, he will tell you, is because of me, because I got mad that the lawyer told us, our lawyer told us, you can't sign the contract. And I wouldn't sign the contract. If a lawyer tells me not to sign a contract and he's my lawyer, I'm not signing the contract. Mm-hmm. Right. The lawyer circled a bunch of shit on the contract. He was like, look, you're not gonna have anything. You won't have any ownership of this record. They're raping you. They're doing this and that, 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 that. Look, he pointed it all out. Riz saw it, I saw it. We seen it, you know what I'm saying? It was there and it was like, damn. Why, bro? And then Scoop, I don't know what's in the contract, so how could you tell us not to have a lawyer? Because my lawyer will handle it for all of us. Mm-hmm. But we're separate entities, bro. He, he went around, and he was Fat Man Scoop, Crooklyn Clan, without us, so. I mean, fuck. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, yo, it was millions of dollars. Well, now, we, we got fucked out of millions of dollars. Crazy. Well, says I don't know if you, you but remember, you, uh, didn't he, he create a, a, his own kind of... Uh, well, he had guys that he rolled with, yes. Which he called... So, Cro- well, yeah, he would say Fat Man Scoop, Crooklyn Clan, and it was no, like... No, I'm Crooklyn, though. <laughs> well, man... <laughs> Were you, you on tour, No, too? but didn't they do Brooklyn Clan? No, 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 that didn't... They didn't do Brooklyn Clan. What happened was Apple Music, somebody changed the lyrics from Crooklyn Clan. Like, if you look up my record right now on Spotify, look up Be Faithful, you won't see the name Crooklyn Clan no more. You'll say what? Fat Man Scoop. Oh. Right. See, now if you get the first pressing of the Be Faithful vinyl. So you don't get paid for none of those shoes. No, I get paid. Okay, okay. But, there's, but they fucked us on the exposure because they don't want people calling us for shows. They right. want people they calling. Want show Man money's Scoop. where it all comes from. Who right, the fuck right, right. wants stream money? Fuck a stream money. It, D- Diplo don't make a lot of stream money. You don't make a lot of money on streams. Yeah, yeah. But you make money on shows. And the reason why it's like that, and, I'm, and it is a speculation. But I'm going to say that it's pretty on point, in my opinion. My speculation is because of people calling for shows and saying, who is Crooklyn Clan? Right. What is Crooklyn Clan? When you look at the first vinyl pressing of Be Faithful, 
It is Crooklyn Clan featuring Fat Man Scoop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That way it always was, the way it always should be. Right. The way it should have been, because it was our sound. It was our sound. You listen to the Franklins. You listen to the records that came before Be Faithful. It was your platform, too. Doesn't you know it I mean? sound... Yeah. Doesn't it sound like be? Doesn't be faithful sound like us? Yeah. When you listen yeah. to our records, I'm asking DJ. hundred percent. Right. D- yep. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I got all y'all in the room agreeing with me, mm-hmm. and go type my fucking record on Spotify. You don't yeah. see me or Riz's name. It doesn't come up. I just look, I'm looking it up. Yeah. It says be faithful, it's Fat just, Man Scoop. And yeah. there's like a, yeah, there's like and there's also like a Fat Man Scoop playlist or the greatest hits with no ma- and and it'll have people like. Oh, Pitbull and this. Yeah. There's no mention of Crooklyn Clan. Yo, very they, foul. He, I, foul. Yo, they fucked us hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What they don't understand is that they are lucky that I'm a fucking genius and I made a website that made me millions of dollars anyway. Because if I didn't, homie would be in a hole. All right. And I'm going to say it on the radio. Come see me if you don't like it. That's just the way it is. He would be in a hole and I would be dead or in jail if that website didn't work. Because he fucked us. He told me, Riz, I promise y'all, I'll never go without you. I promise. I promise. I promise. And he went, go, gone ahead and went without us. You see how it went. Go on Apple Music. They changed the lyrics from Fat Man Scoop Crooklyn Clan to Fat Man Scoop Brooklyn Clan. Oh, that's right. That's what, oh, that's wow. where it went. Oh, my that's God. That's where that one came from. Ooh. And there's nothing you could do about it. Like, you can't. I mean, I'm, I'm making phone calls. I'm yelling at fucking Spotify. These motherfuckers, they disco dance with you all day. They don't come back and do shit. The only thing I was able to do me a f- uh, you can't because we can't play it right now, but um, Shazam. So Shazam, mm-hmm. and this was how I, I caught on to the whole shit of what they were doing to us. On Shazam, I put Be Faithful one time just to see what happened. I probably have to- it had us all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I put it again another time and it didn't have us all. Wow. It just had him. So I'm like, they had it right. And now they have it wrong? Nah. Somebody made a phone call right, and yeah. switched shit up on us. Mm-hmm. Someone made a phone call, switched yeah. shit up on us. There's no question about it. There's no lying about it. There's Damn. two of them, right? Yeah. There's three of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, but when you play the song into the phone, ours will come up now. Right, okay. Because good. I called, I got nuts with Shazam. I was like, yo, y'all motherfuckers, make sure you put our names on there or you'll be getting a lawsuit. What? I just yelled at them and they switched it back right away. Well, the whole, yeah, the whole thing is just like if you want to go through the long litigation with lawyers and just go through it, and it, it's probably a I'm super pretty, miserable experience. You know why, yeah. bro? I'm comfortable. I don't, yeah. I don't really give a fuck anymore. It is what it is. Dude did what he did. He has to know in his heart. He has to know. He has to know in his heart that what happened... And how that shit went down isn't the way it was supposed yeah. to be. He has to know. Have you seen him recently? Recently, or bumped into him? I DJed a gig in Long Island mm-hmm. four years after the beef, where we stopped talking to one another. Yeah, and he just so happened to be performing at that show, and I just so happened to have I don't know 120 goons in the audience with <laughs> shit. Me the night he was performing. He left without his money. He bounced. He knew what time it was. I wasn't gonna hurt him. I would never. I'm not. I'm not that guy. I, just, I wasn't gonna. I just wanted to have a conversation. No, I just wanted. I just wanted him under pressure. I just wanted him to feel pressure when he was in the club. That's it. I just mm-hmm. wanted angry looking Italian dudes looking at him. That's it. So that he understood. Shit. I never got more shout outs in my life than that night. 
but That's whatever. Amazing. It is what it is. I'm not that guy. I'm not. I'm not a gangster. I'm a businessman. I'm a music producer. I'm a dope DJ. I could kill any dance floor. I just don't appreciate when um, somebody sticks it in like that. Mm -hmm. That's so wrong. That was our sound. It was out. We invented it. Well, mm -hmm. Rap Genius Rap exactly, still yeah. has the the Crooklyn Clan, and they have you and Rizzo's producers. Some places do. Yeah, Rap some some places do. But you know what? The main spots, the main spots, man. Check title. Why you over there? You doing good, uh, good work over there, Because <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I never even checked title because I, I didn't I think I didn't think there. title mattered. But the thing is, everybody knows you guys. Everybody knows Crooklyn. No, Clan. Not, I, he not says everybody. the same shit. Not everybody. You're wrong, we're, man. We're DJs, no. so we Listen, know. Nah, DJs don't even know. D DJs <laughs> your age knows. Understand these young bucks that are coming up. So they don't know it's Crooklyn. Some Clan. of them they just don't. think it's Fat Man's school. Some of them don't. Yeah, all of them. You ask young bucks that are DJing. Some of these cats are open for you if you even talk to them. I don't know how y'all get down with them, but try to talk to one of these young bucks and say, who made this record? They're going to say Fat Man's school. But guys from your era and your era will say Crooklyn Clan right. yeah. because y'all know that it was us that mm -hmm. made the record. Yeah. You know the truth. You knew before I walked in this room that it was our sound. Mm -hmm. You knew it was our sound. You yeah. had the records preceding it. And you have the records after <coughs> that we made. It was our sound. We got, somebody took our sound and ran with the ball, Neb. That's what happened. Right, perfect example, Jamie. Did you know it was Crooklyn Clan or? No, I knew. Uh, Darren put me up on it. So before uh, that, you didn't know. Yeah, I'd been knowing since I heard it like in I'd middle school dance. Like, did you know it was Crooklyn? Yeah, Clan? I knew it was Crooklyn Clan. Okay, so some people do, but now you have to think about these young kids. They're 18, 19, 20 hearing this song and liking it, mm -hmm. and now they're going to to Spotify and they're looking for it and they're not finding our names on it. Apple Music has it as Fat Man Scoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple and, Music um, and Spotify title, have title it as too. Fat Man Scoop. Title has it as Fat Man. All right, let's go yeah, again. It takes cool. We did. It takes cool. Also. Oh, that yeah. was huge. Yeah, we that's, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. That it takes scoop. We didn't even do that. That's tremendous. That's that's, that's, that's another platinum that's, record. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. So huge. if you look huge. at it takes. Scoop, which they changed the name of it to It Takes Scoop. We made that record with Cool. It had nothing to do with Scoop. We made that record with Cool. I didn't know they changed the, Wait, the they name. Wait, they changed I didn't know that Scoop, either. Scoop heard the record and was like, there's no way he's getting that record. I have to have that record. So we said, we're not doing that to Cool. And then he went and made, made it with Cool instead. And then changed the whole name of it to It Takes Scoop. All wow. right? Listen, listen. To wait, me. wait, wait. What? I can't be more serious with you. Money fucks shit up. Makes people act out of line, straight up. Makes them act like their morality just disappears right the fuck out of their body. Okay, you lose your morality, your sense of what is right and wrong for money. Scoop is one of the, and you would never believe it, but he's one of the smartest people I know. He is fucking brilliant because he's smart. He understands the business very well and how to manipulate. He is an excellent manipulator, okay? The better you can manipulate, the further you're gonna go in this world. Mm -hmm. Manipulating is making another person believe what you believe or what you want them to. And he has that ability and he does it well, okay? Mm -hmm. And he uses it and he knew from jump. I'm not gonna, Riz will disagree with me on this. When y'all get Riz up here, there will be some holes where he's gonna say, I know Sis feels this way, and I feel this way, all right? Because he's not 100% about the lawyer that we had, but it was his lawyer. He brought the lawyer. Right. The lawyer was Mackay Pfeiffer's lawyer. So he wasn't doing music business necessarily as much as he was doing uh, Hollywood, yeah. Hollywood, but make no mistake, what was written in this contract was unmistakably 
horseradish, straight up. I can't even think of another word for it. It was terrible. It was just, here you go, crook and clam, to the side. Here's this money, go away. Now, this is a fat man scoot show. That's what the contract made for, for hmm. the situation. And that's what the lawyer said, no. The lawyer was a personal friend of, of Riz's. And, um, you know, he didn't like it, man. He didn't like it. He looked at it. He wasn't even professional about the way he said no. Mm -hmm. He didn't say, well, guys, I think we need to change but, this. But, he was but, like, no fucking way you're not signing this. It's terrible. That's what he said. So the, the question is, it, it comes down to, you said that, you know, you keep creating, you got your website, which I want to go back to, and I want to talk about your website. You know what I mean? And, but as far as Fat Man School, he hasn't continued. I mean, I'm sure he's done the same shtick that he's done where, where he's on, you know, acapellas and he's singing over beats and stuff. But... It's not where he's continually creating and breaking new ground and doing other stuff. Do you Neither know what I mean? Neither are we, though. Huh? Neither are we. I mean, I mean, are we? You know, we have Crooklyn Clan, and I'm putting guys on. This, uh -huh. So I went, I went from the guy doing it to the guy putting guys on. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I'm listening to these new sounds, and I dibble-dabble. You know what I'm saying? Right. Me, it's a matter of... What is most important to me is business now at 45 years old, right. keeping things intact. I feel like DJing once a month at most. Do I get like an urge to go in a room and play music? Because mm -hmm. it's not that important to me anymore. That's why I didn't come out here and press it. I, I could have done, done gigs for him. You know, I could have played. I could play for Blueprint if I want. You know, I'm just not. It's not what I want to do right now. That's not my main focus. You know what I mean? I'm focusing Thanks. on business and internet and you should really just make it a little cooler in here your man it looks like you and on the foul line right now <laughs> <laughs> looks like you and on the foul line. <laughs> yo you sweating good right it's now right? Nah, it's, it's pretty fucking I'm, I'm, I'm shiny busy, man. I'm Boy, shiny I'm baby I'm just shining holy shit you shining I'm just shining, shining. Like but you, you, got, you got seven dicks in one, one room I mean yeah. it's gonna be hot pause you know what I mean <laughs> he gotta keep pausing too he, he's stuck in the pause like stuck in that pause like, yo, baby. shit this is like a fucking this is worse than a locker room know, yeah man. it's hot yeah, in here. it's hot as fucking here it's jamie is probably the, all the heat is coming <laughs> from jamie's ass probably. Jamie. i'm cool i'm chilling <laughs> i was just like i saw how like, she keep doing oh, like, shit. <laughs> fucking eddie's arm is getting a tan and shit i got right norms do you have mean man no 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 it's all love it's all love yeah, man. Sure. um well i mean fuck what were we talking oh yeah we were talking about the site Let's, yeah. let's let's go to the site. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the site. All right. So you guys were killing it around what, when it? Because I would say you guys were one of the first besides DJ City that had a. We're site. the first. We're you the are. Yeah. We're the first. Way before way DJs. Before. Four years before. I think DJ City came on around two thousand. Four years before. Two thousand six seven. No, we mm -hmm. opened in two thousand six. DJ City seven. I, we like oh, eight DJ or nine. Oh nine. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. No, well, DJ, no, DJ no. City's been around. Before that, Somebody, they were selling vinyl they weren't, a long time. Yeah, yeah. they weren't. Yeah, they weren't they an were MP3 not a shop. Pool. They no, were not. It was a record pool. I've been a like member since MP3 like, one. But I would it? say either, either uh, way, you guys were the first. We were the first. Mm -hmm. What we you guys were the first, the first. like boutique like, mashup boutique. <laughs> like, I call it a party boutique. Yeah, it was a boutique because we charged you five dollars a song because it was a. A song you weren't getting anywhere else. Was it a? There wasn't a membership, right? No, okay. memberships and all that shit happens now. Now we got it. It's so dope. Now it's right. not even fun. J John just asked for a password too. I was like, Ah, you coming back, baby? I like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's fire on there now, and it's just ridiculous. But back then it was 
uh, a la carte. Whatever you buy has a price tag right. on it. People wait for sales. It was really good. It was exciting. You know, it was something. What what new. What, what, it, what made you want to start that? It was really like. See, I'm a computer nerd. So I mean. Don't get it. I'm not even going to lie about it. I'm just a nerd. I'm like a dead mouse of hip hop. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'm a computer nerd. I'm up on technology all the time. I would actually call you and Riz the Daft Punk of like party breaks and hip hop. Maybe. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Crooked. Can, Can I, I, I would smile? Yeah. <laughs> I would coin that. I and I'll call y'all the Ed Lover and Dr. Dre <laughs> Radio. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say, as a consumer, the thing I loved about Crooklyn Clan was like, if there was a specific few producers I liked, I would follow them on Crooklyn Clan and see what they had coming mm, out yeah, new. Yeah, yeah, you could still do that. Yeah, that's so just it was the way just like, we always did it. Yeah, cool. I like, I like. We made it a competition. Yeah, yeah. That's what we yeah. did. We made it a competition. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not going to sit here and pay somebody money that they don't deserve. So instead, I'm going to pay more money than anybody would even think of giving away. Fifty percent of the entire website we give to the editors. You know, where where I will I won't name other websites, but I will tell you they just hit dudes off and make other dudes put edits up free mm-hmm. with that bullshit story of how they're doing them the favor. Right. That's a bullshit story. You're not doing anybody a favor letting them edit for your site. You're not. They deserve to be paid of that's, their editing. That's real. That's crazy. So I take I don't I have been that guy for the underdog from day one. I I can't tell you how it annoys me when a monopoly of DJs won't let somebody in because he's good. Uh, you know what it is. Y'all are in that monopoly. Mm-hmm. You ain't them guys per se, but you know what this what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that bothered me always, and it was like, how do I? How what can I do about this? So it's my stage. The whole world is looking for us. We have the stage right now to introduce the world to different people. And now what's gonna be the approach? So the approach for me was, what are all the things as a DJ I couldn't stand about managers, promoters, etc. We didn't contract a single person, no contracts. You can come work for us, do anything you want. Right. The only thing we ask is that you don't edit for another website like ours. That's all, keep your edits exclusive, mm-hmm. no problem, but no contracts. So we just blew one guy up after the other. Mac J comes Pause. from Crooklyn Clan. Mm-hmm. Blew up. Blew up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Mac J comes from Crooklyn Clan. Beat Breaker. Um, help me out, Eddie, because my memory is so shot. There's so many guys that come from... All right, so I heard Scene's interview with you. He didn't even mention Crooklyn Clan. Mm-hmm. It was a big part of him also. He was right, putting right. edits out with us for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was a little upset because he was dope. You know, yeah. no, no, no. But uh, Victor Menigo, every DJ that made a connection made it through us. Like Sprite and Kevin Scott met yeah, through yeah. Crooklyn Clan. Did you, you know? Have, you had gigahertz, right? Maybe at one point. I yeah. don't know. It got to a point where we had, you know, people were using Crooklyn Clan to meet one another. Yeah. yeah. And then formulate against us. It like was big. We used to we used to like look at that shit and be like. Yo, these motherfuckers getting paid off of this shit? Are, know, they, yeah. are they making money off of this? Yo, I, I, I kid you not. Yeah. A top editor will call home with 10000 a month. Nice. Wow. So, I mean, that's better than Fuck. DJ. That's better than DJ money. You know what I'm saying? We got, still now, we got wow. area. Correct Back then, we were in the thousand user area. Damn. So, we were paying discotheque. You ever heard of discotheque? Yeah, yeah. I was just about to ask that, you. We with, built, with we, Joe Maz. We and, put uh, Joe Maz yeah. on. We put Danny Days on. Yeah. We put... Um, 
There's so many, it's ridiculous. I, would, I wish I, I first could look heard at, a disco take through. I wish I could look yeah. at the old roster. Yeah. But Mac yeah. J is one of the biggest ones that come. The, the one, one of them that went the furthest after being in Beat Breaker section on Crooklyn Clan. The guy plays Fat Man Scoop record. He doesn't even say Crooklyn Clan. A lot of people don't want to rep it. They don't want to say they came from it. And I don't understand why. Maybe they think it's corny. Who knows what it is that they think. I'm the motherfucking Walmart of this shit. Yeah. yeah. And I don't, I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm the Walmart of this shit. But you will get mixes that will kill in your club to this day. That's it. I don't care what kind of party it is. A motherfucking bar mitzvah. Whatever you're DJing, bro. Wait, when did you start the Crooklyn Clan? What is .NET? Yeah. When did you start that? 2006. 2006. We started it in 2005, but had to shut it down because uh, we didn't have our legal paperwork right. So we got a little strife. Then we went, got some good lawyers. We dug through the loopholes. And we yeah, because because... I think after that you had like the opening page disclaimer, like agree here. Yeah, you remember. Yeah, yeah, okay, so yeah, that yeah. that was the breaking point, right? Yeah, That's yeah. when we figured out how we have to deliver it. Right. And now the way it has to be delivered is totally different. You can't even like the way DJ City does it, they're being given a pass, obviously. Because the legal way to do it, you have to have people have to be members to just listen to the music. They can't even play. Otherwise, you can get in trouble for being an entertainment website streaming other people's music. Mm. So there's a lot of things, a lot of a lot of pieces of that that have to be done the right way. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, I mean, honestly, so I got nothing but love got, for every everyone got, else. So it's CrookenClan.net uh, now. It's, it's been. always been. It's always yeah. been. Yeah. Okay. It's and always it, been. And then, like, so you guys have been around 12 years. <coughs> yeah. 12 online. And, and 12 online. As long as you know. Yeah, yeah. Since almost, damn, 30. So, yeah. Almost as old as you. Yeah. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> on name brands, is almost as old as you. <laughs> so it's is there anything long. you, you want to evolve the site to? As it, you know what I mean? Well, we've as done. We've, we did something that was really interesting. And it really worked extremely well with little john greg nice from nice and smooth yeah. uh dj cool and a couple of people where we were letting people order write a script and order them saying the script mm. on the site oh, and really? like a drop better than a drop it was literally if you own a fucking orange stand as long as the artist agrees to say it like it's in the disclaimer like no religious shit no profanity unless the artist says okay you know blah blah it was all we had the whole logist the legal parts of it are still laid out if you mind well what's the cost for like a little it, it john. depends on who it was little john was uh dollars for how many lines one line one, one line one sentence we sold about worth of those wow greg nice we sold about Yo, you know, cool. It mattered. We would talk to them, and then we would find out how hard would it be for you to just be selling acapellas? I said we have acapellas, but we don't sell them. We have acapellas on the site in the pool. You know, the it's got the whole four DJs only thing okay. uh, uh, shield around. I I just been having such a hard time finding. I will acapellas. give you any acapella you want. Just call me up and I'll hook you up. Nice. No worries. Thanks, That's amazing. Man. <laughs> have I have have I disappointed you yet? Yeah, I had a request for one, and then he made his own mashup with it that night. <laughs> you know what? Thanks, Yo, uh, he, he, he asked for use uh, my imagination. Uh, Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight and the Pips. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is fucking dope. I forgot about this. And I had to, I had to throw it behind like a Big Daddy Kane track. You know, yeah, what'd you do? Warm It Up Kane? Uh, yeah, I did yeah. it with Warm It Up Kane. Yeah. It's pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was great. So Yo, you guys, I need that. you guys both got 
memberships after this. Just uh, oh, man. thank you. No, per- permanent. It. You know what it is, man. I'm not. Let me let me borrow I appreciate cookie. this a lot. It, I do. You no. Let me get some some shit. Off no, I'm glad myself. you came no, through. No, no. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'm I mean, thank you. I'm gonna borrow cookies. Log in. <laughs> no, the thing is, oh, no, no, no. When I see you guys, I mean, I'm just looking at them. Oh, yeah, everybody yeah. in the room. No, I'm, I'm stealing cricket. You're, you're good too, bro. Okay, you good. Thank you. Don't just, believe me, man. Just give them those fucking sneakers. We're very generous. Just give me a pair of tens. Give me a pair of tens. We're good. <laughs> it's funny I got you, man. We the same size, man. I'm a ten. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah I ain't rolling you for those. They nah. gay, man. <laughs> 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 the funny thing is that. Just fuck with you, man. Uh, Darren's been on Crick- He's always been talking about Cricket Clan since I started DJing. He's like, yo, you got to do this, you got to do that. I'm like, yo, it's $5 a, t- a track. No, anyway. it's not. Well, it was back then. Now it's $3 a track. Oh, Free yeah. Do- <laughs> I would tell him about but the But it's pack. not. No, it, it isn't $5 a track anymore anyway. It's mm-hmm. unlimited no. downloads for X amount of money. I don't want to speak about the money on, on oh, here, yeah, but yeah, just yeah, 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 go yeah, on yeah, the site, www.crooklynclan.net. <laughs> Don't even lie, that was fucking good. <laughs> if you want to do more drops for us, we'll pay you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you're, you're overseeing that here in Vegas. Say that? You're overseeing the site here in Vegas. I'm just, I oversee wherever I live. Yeah. I could live anywhere I want uh-huh. because I'm, I live from a computer. How much does that take to, like throughout your, your week or whatever? Mostly Thursday, Friday, and Saturday uh-huh. from 8 a.m. to midnight. Really? All three days. Oh. I'm just around. I could still go out to the pool, get drunk, but you're smoke just, pot, do whatever what I want. The, but yeah. What I'm is the hardest part of that? Is it dealing with the, co- the producers? No, it's dealing with uh, clients that speak different languages. So oh. we are all over the world. I'm not, like Honestly, the United States is a small percentage at this point. Shit. We're killing yeah, it. Man. In the Philippines, killing it. Killing wow. it. In different countries, we're killing it. So... Mm. You know, I mean, the world is so big. So when you say you're dealing with the... I get... So it's email only. So I get emails. One in Chinese, one in Japanese, one in a different language of Chinese, one in Korean. I'll call you when I get one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got you in Spanish if you want. Yo, one in Spanish, I'll call either yeah, one of y'all. You. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm getting them all. That's so, crazy. So man. I'm here. So on average, I'll get up on Thursday at 8 o'clock and there'll be maybe two emails in the box from two clients. And then they'll just go click. Click coming. Click <laughs> like that. And it's like, and one's in Chinese, one's in Arabic. So I have Google Translate, Translate open right here, <laughs> uh-huh. which, mind you, you can insult the fuck out of someone using Google Translate because it gets it wrong a lot. So you got to oh. like write back and forth, write yeah. back and forth, and then paste what they wrote in and see it in English and then go back, look at it in Spanish, then paste it from Spanish to English to see, right. You want to make sure what Google is giving you, because I could just like fuck somebody off by mistake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not knowing, but because <laughs> so they'll have a problem using the interface or how do I get my downloads that I bought last month? Simple questions. And I have like, one click responses. So you handle all the customer service. For now. Yeah. I can't I can't handle it always, but because right. I, I stopped DJing, yeah, yeah. I was able to pick it up as a job. So I pick it up and I pay myself from the company. Can they also buy the shirt you're wearing or no? Yes. You can buy the shirt, hats. We have a whole clothing store. Everything, you know. If I, plus, we have shit that's non-music related. Like we have a shirt with Jackie Gleason in the moon on it. <laughs> and it's fucking dope. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. It's dope. I wear that shirt. I get pussy. <laughs> so that's the that's the pitch to buy the shirt. Uh, yo, I got a shirt with the Goodfellas painting. 
with yeah, this yeah, guy's like, "What do you want from me?" And yeah. one dog's looking that way. I wear, I get pussy when I wear that shirt too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how hard is it to deal with the the producers or the lineup of DJs that you it's have? It's easy. It's easy because they're grateful to be there mm-hmm. and they're good kids. And they get paid. Yeah. I don't fucking hire assholes. Well, now how do you pay them if it's a subscription? PayPal now? once a month. Is it? But is it a streaming base or when I no no streaming? It's download. All right, so. I don't really want to... You don't have to. You don't have the to. The formula is yeah, yeah. a little extra, but yeah, yeah. to put it in a nutshell, it's like this. $100 comes in. $50 goes in the editor pot. $50 goes in the expenses and business pot. We pay for all the development and everything else, right. too, mm-hmm. So, which is 100000 just last year. So the 50% that's here is... Let's say it's $50, right? $50 is equivalent to 100% of the editor pool. Now, all of the downloads that take place within a single month is considered 100% of the downloads. And you just split it. And now, if so let's say Starjack has 23% of the downloads, he gets 23% of the $50. Got it. So, except it's not $50, obviously. That's so. pretty fair. It's very, very, very fair. fair. Yeah. Yo, wow. I know other pools pay guys $2,000 if they're really great and then fuck everyone else in the ass. I know. These guys come to me and they tell me, yeah, this guy said I can edit for him but i can't get paid for the first year i I have to show that i'm good first what the fuck you gonna do for a year how you gonna feed your family yo you shouldn't depend on crooklyn clan to feed your family unless you depend unless you plan on putting the amount of time in that it takes to do that you have to be good is there ever is there like a is it just do you have like a, I need ten edits a month or I need this or that from you certain people? You can buy people? credits. No, no, no. I'm saying from your. Oh business, yes, we have a, a quota and we have a max. You can't put over sixty edits in in a month mm. into into the audio vault. I don't want people. Have, have people try to do that. Put over sixty edits many times. Yeah. That's why I I created you you the, the technology under the hood of Crooklyn Clan yeah. is hundreds of because thousands if you of have, dollars. If you have that many edits, wow, everyone's gonna about. kind of buy it or listen to it right mm-hmm. what happens is people flood so like yeah. if a guy knows see new releases and shit like that tend to come on the same days i'm working on different strategies to get people to the sites on monday through wednesday but usually thursday friday and saturday jammed they almost shut our servers down a couple of times they're just there shopping 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 shopping, shopping. so when people put shit out on those days in the new release section, it goes on the top. So these editors think they smart. And they'll wait until Thursday and then whoop, try to flood the new release section so that it's the first shit people listen to. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a JLo edit and you hear this catch JLo edit, you're satisfied for JLo edits. You might not hear the next one. You might not get to it if you're finished doing your shopping before you reach the next guy's JLo right. edit. Yeah. So you get what you get where I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah. It's very hard to manage that part of it. When, you know, the whole releasing and getting people, like, I spend time. I spend How a lot. How many editors do you have? I got about 50 people working for me. Damn. But they do different sections. I have a mm. video store. We're strictly video. You do music videos. High quality, intense music mashup videos. Stuff that's amazing for VJs. They just use us like crazy. Video store does well. Shout to Brendan Ford. He runs the video store. Like he runs the quality control for yeah, me. He's one right. of my employees. So um, we have the Audio Vault, which is super high end mashups, bootlegs. 
you know, remixes, different stuff like that. And then we have the i12 inch digital pool. All three stores are in one store. Okay, the i12 inch digital pool is eight bar ins and outs, acapellas, instrumentals, regular releases, everything that the majors send standards, me. All yeah, the major uh, labels give me all the music, and it all goes right into the pool to the DJs, and the DJs pick it up. Sometimes uh, we'll give away free stuff in the pool if we're really trying to help a label push a, a record. We'll give it away for free and push it out to the front page. You know, we we create situations with the with. People that could yell at us if they want to, and they don't. So mm -hmm. the, the whole balance of it all is, it requires a lot of thinking and, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. but It's a lot of logistics. It is. Yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. We have 12 years of data, too. So 12 years of data, yeah. right down to where, what location people are downloading the track in. Right. You know what I mean? We try to cut a deal with Serato. We try yeah. to cut a couple of deals, but they're, they're, they worry about the legality situation mm -hmm. of a record pool. You know what I mean? But then they tried something terrible like that thing they plugged into Serato. What was that thing? That's I don't even know. The clip they, kit? They no. have something plugged into Serato where you stream. So we have something called no. Cloud Crates now, okay? But we don't, it's not available to the public yet because we're trying to cut a multi-million dollar deal to put Cloud Crates into wait, wait, Record wait. Box break, and, and those break, things. Break down the concept of this. Cloud Cloud, cloud crates. crates is simple. As music comes out, well, it gets really deep, but I'll, I'll give you the... Give me as as the music comes out, <laughs> basically you have the Crooklyn Clan vault in your Serato at all times. And you all, you need is, all you need is an internet connection. So the music... You always have it. You'll always be able to flip any song over from the crates you create in our website, and then we create smart crates for you. So in other words, somebody can hire you. Say Crooked was a Crooklyn Clan editor, right? Uh -huh. And they're sweating you. You have a fan base. 20 guys could subscribe to DJ Crooked and you could be creating weekly sets for these DJs to play. And that's just gonna pop up in their Serato in the order you put it in. And then people would pay for this. Big time, big time. Wow. I'm not even fucking with you, big time. Like wow. I'm saying, fifty dollars a so week. So I could be. You can make fifty dollars a week from one guy. And I could create their crate, and they could. You, be all you have to do is they have to believe that you're that dude. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you got fans Holy like that, shit. yo, yeah, we are man. doing. Wait, 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 wait. Let me get this straight. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds crazy. It's pretty crazy. So I let's say someone's like, yo, I love the way Crooked DJs. I want I want him to create my set every week. Every week, if you're part of my system. You would be creating the set every week for everyone. Some dude, you're in, only creating one set. Though. Okay, so so some dude in West Bubble Malaysia, Funk, Africa, Spain, like, Japan. I'm gonna do this set. And each I'm just one. gonna follow this. They're down all the, subscribers of yours. So then we'd get fifty percent, and you'd get fifty percent. As long as they so, have Wi-Fi, right? And as long as they have Wi-Fi, they're doing my set that I like a playlist. In seven months, worldwide Wi-Fi comes. This is just one Wi-Fi system that goes up in the sky. It comes off of, off of um, a satellite and just gives everybody Wi-Fi. Oh, it's supposed to be like seven months, so we'll see. Shit like that gets delayed once in a while, but that's coming. Okay, I knew about that two years ago when we built the technology to do this. What I'm telling you now, but we haven't implemented the technology because we don't want to waste the technology on just Crooklyn Clan. We want to get it into Serato. We want to get it into Recordbox. You know, I'm friends with Lars from uh, you know Lars Shitling from um, from Pioneer. No, he's no. the head HNIC. Of, on he decides what new products come out. Okay. 
this is a good guy to know. Trust me when I tell you. Yeah, we you. need headphones here. Yeah, I, I mean, but yo, honestly, don't. A he's not a good guy to know to go begging for shit, but he's a good guy to know if you have an idea that you think is game-changing. Yeah, yeah. Who's going to do it better than Pioneer? There isn't a single company. Right, Rain, yeah. respect to Rain. They don't make shit like Pioneer, bro. Pioneer is next level. It's clean and mm -hmm. well put together equipment. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I want these guys to embrace this. And that's that's really what it, it is for me in terms of the cloud crates. Eventually, if they don't, my next move is to go at their necks. If you don't if you ain't with me, you're against me. So I'm gonna create a DJ software that's gonna be better than all the DJ softwares. Why? Because I'm a DJ. And I know. I know they were DJs too, but there was a lot of iterations. And that's, DJs, that's a lot, though, it, to create a young that's soft what DJ you software. think. Yeah? Yeah. I, go look at the new Crooklyn and see what it does. Look at the filtering capabilities and the options and the things that you can do on it today. And you'll see what a couple hundred thousand can do in development. So, what, what can a million do? I can get investors up to about $5 million in a week, probably. All I got to do is put the word out that we're trying to create the next big, you know what I mean, and yeah. talk to the few people that I know that have money, and they'll be like, all right, I'll take a piece of that. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Even Riz himself would invest in it. You know what I'm saying? Because he's the money man. I'm poor. I, I, I got to too many bad relationships. <laughs> and I got mad kids, bro. <laughs> it is what it is, though. But, I mean, think about it, you know? I mean, it sounds crazy, yo. You can't just think about shit. You got to get up and do it. And yeah, that's yeah. what you guys did right here. You know, you mm -hmm. see? You were like, yo, let's make this pipe. This ain't even a pipe. It's next level. It's like a fucking movie studio. You got a picture, <laughs> a picture room on the other side. You got a clothing store in the front. Shit, I can move in here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yo, so, oh, man, Cloudcrate. You kind of fucked my head up, but damn, man. Yeah, just need an internet connection. I mean, in most places, you, you have a Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? I mean... Should be easy. Oh my God, I don't have this. Boom. Just type it in your Serato and our crates will find it. So, mm -hmm. wow. Shit, wow. Man. that's a next level. Fuck. It is next level. It, is. it really, it's, it's really been thought of for a long time already. It's just nobody's doing anything about it. I remember someone talking to me about uh, Pulse Locker. That's what they had. What is that? Y'all never heard of Pulse Locker? No, I remember. No. I heard that's that amazing that they never even heard of Pulse, Pulse Locker. I heard, have you? I heard Dang. about that somewhere. Nah. So no, Pulse Locker Serato is in Serato. Yeah. You can go into Serato, mm -hmm. and it's a service that you pay for monthly that allows you access to their music, just like I'm telling you. And this came out long after we invented it. It came out around, you know, like Serato went with this, but it's a fail. Why is it a fail? Because nobody wants what they have to offer. They're not making anything DJs want to play. You know, yeah, a wedding guy might be looking for Billy Jean. If he is, he shouldn't have a job. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing a fucking wedding if you don't have the music you need to do a wedding. You should be looking for your oddities and stuff like that or whatever. Right. But see, us, we'll give you 20 mashups of Billy Jean, 40 different versions of intros, outros. Oh, you need an acapella out right now? Boom. I want to do an acapella out of Billy Jean with this next beat right now. I feel like doing that shit now. You get in there and you do it now. You can set the crates up in your crib before you get to the gate. So my qu my question is this: Do you do you think that us actually carrying MP3s in our laptop is going to be obsolete? Not for a while. It won't be for a while, but it will be eventually. To the point where, like, you know how we stream on our phones with you know yeah. I, Apple, like it's going to be the thing where we don't have libraries anymore. 
Streaming. But the, all the music is just up in the air, and we're it just. It won't just it. be up in the air. It'll be in a service, like I'm talking. You know, about. I mean, that's or what I it'll mean. be in your house. It'll be in your house. There'll be it'll be your music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People can do that now. You can do this right now. You can put uh, Western Digital Drive in your house and then log into it from right. your computer and have the drive mount on your desktop when the drive mounts on your desktop if it has a serato folder in it serato will list the crates that are in it so literally you can have you need a wi-fi connection just need wi-fi right right so you'll you can literally list the music that you have in your crib on your major hard drive that you don't want to carry with you in in a laptop on a little virtual drive on your computer you know serato once you plug a chip in and serato sees a crate a serato crate on anything a drive a chip it automatically loads the crates yeah. if you have that on that virtual drive it's going to do the same thing so all of these dudes with external drives that they have plugged in they don't need that they just i mean need they it. need it for now <laughs> <laughs> screw it's scary <laughs> our dudes go out with 300 meg Giga trillion bytes of fucking music. The hell are you gonna do with all that music? Man? That's crazy. I got one so crate that so, yeah. says this must be played in the club, and these are the songs that I put in that crate when I go out and DJ that people are looking for today. Yeah, and then this is the box. These are shits that I might want to play in the club, and here's a box that says if I really want to go nuts, I'll play in here, and I keep it real simple. You keep it simple, bro. It's easy. So you don't you don't get a you don't get an itch to get to get back once in a while once in a while once in a while yeah but I want I'm not coming back for five hundred bucks yeah yeah no can do how's it how's it been uh, you've been going out pretty I, mean, I you've love been going it here. hard yeah I love it you've been here, hard in the paint out <laughs> yeah I'm doing yeah, it yeah, yeah. I'm doing <laughs> we, we need to <laughs> we need to hang out yeah who's that yeah. new dude I'm making out bitches bro yeah. <laughs> I ask make out first ask questions later yeah. some bitch put a piece of broccoli in my mouth oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, it must have came right out of a tooth. <laughs> like, lunch. The fuck is that? I didn't eat broccoli tonight. No, I'm okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just being silly. No, he's like the new Don Johnson right now. He's just going everywhere. He's gonna have his fucking intro and everything. I'm having fun, man. Yeah, Vegas yeah. is fun, bro. It's yeah, a so lot of fun. I, I, compared to New York, compared to where you were now, twenty stars. There isn't a place on stars. earth like this, bro. Wow, Abiz is the closest thing. What about the music selection and everything that you're hearing out here? Uh, you, you, Direct, Eddie, I only have a few that I like. You know what I'm saying? But just I in general of the, the type of Vegas, you know. Well, the way you play and the way Direct plays is the way a club is supposed to sound. In my well, it's opinion. a New York style, yeah. Yeah, and that's just, see, I don't like guys that use an 8-bar intro on everything. That's just annoying. If you don't know how to slam records and get the whoa out of the crowd, you ain't a DJ. I want the whoa. I'm not trying to give away what I'm about to drop. I'll do what you ready, boom, and hit motherfuckers and the whole room gets lit. That's the that's the energy I'm used to from New York. But there's a lot of you records know? that are getting made that don't have that whoa if you were to drop it in that. That people play like because it, they're yeah. also mandatory bottle popping. Right. Re- yeah, I call right, them right, bottle right. popping yeah, yeah, records yeah. <laughs> because you know you get your bottle poppers and I don't give a fuck. I want to hear that. Oh, I'm spending three thousand on right. one bottle like a loser. Right. Yeah. I gotta hear this. I'm like, I didn't pay for my bottle. I'm drinking Crooked's bottle. Crooked's bottle. Crooked's. So, I, how do you feel about Crook the new man. music now? I like it. You do. Honestly, bro, I'm not that old guy. Yeah, I'm yeah. not that. This, these old dudes get me mad. I'd be having arguments with them. You ask me, Drake is one of the top five ever. 
That's my opinion. Uh, I hate to insult anybody. I fuck with Lord uh, Lord Finesse. I fuck with Big Al. I fuck with everyone y'all fuck with. Mm -hmm. I know everybody. But I'm telling you, in terms of carrying a motherfucking torch and knowing how to deliver in so many different ways and just lyrically on point and snide and dope with the shit he says, he's fucking amazing, bro. I I haven't seen an artist like him. There's been very few, man. Very few. So, yeah, I love new music. I love it. I mean, some of it's whack, but, you know, I like it. I like 21 Savage. I like shit. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. I like so, it. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie hates the Eddie new hates Eddie hates the new hip-hop. Eddie, Eddie hates all the new hip-hop. Yo, I hate so, a lot of it, but I, I actually, I do agree with, with Sizz on Drake. I just don't like a lot of Drake's beats. I think they're so. And I think 40's dope. I think, I think if, yeah, he made, if he made more like dope. records like the motto, I'd be... More the motto is up Eddie's alley. That's why the motto feels like came out. It feels like a fucking Tribe Called Quest record. I mix I mix the motto with uh with um. Check it out yeah. now. Uh, what's that called? Thing? Vibrant yeah, thing. vibrant thing. Yeah, sure. Because it's perfect for it. <laughs> no, he's got a, he's got a lot of records that I like, but it's just like a lot of the slow. Yeah, a lot of the slow. I, th- I think that in my feelings is just soft. I, I think it's boring. It's <laughs> but I get it. I see why it blew up. It's bouncing. I see why it blew yeah. up. It's clear too, as right? clear as a bell. Why it blew oh, up? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Mob ties is my favorite on it. I play it all the time. Mob ties is my favorite. I got an acapella. Boom. A word? Yeah. I think this, this, <laughs> the streaming platform is affecting the music we're hearing because it's becoming less refined and it's becoming like less uh, conceptual where it's more like, let's just put it out there. Like, we got nothing to lose. We just put it out there. Like, it's either going to do well or it's not going to do well because there's no filtration system. It's not like, oh, we got to invest this much money into it. You could just... Literally make music, put it out, and just post it up. And they're like, oh, it didn't do well. Fuck it. We'll do the next one. And the cost is so much the less. There's no, there's no pressing. Yeah. There's no, pre- there's no the problem. production of the actual tangible yeah. music. You know? That's what ruins the whole industry. It affects yeah. the, the whole yeah. industry. But we're actually right. hearing it affect the music more, I feel like, this year than ever. We're like, it will be you know, next year even worse because it's so easy to make music. There's a bedroom producer every two yeah, blocks. Yeah. It's the easier it gets to do something, the less value it has. When we were DJs carrying right. crates, motherfuckers didn't want to carry crates. Right. They didn't want have want to go out and buy records. Nope. Now everyone became a DJ in the digital era, so DJing lost its value. You well, know, you ever he- just you, like anything. You, you ever heard that too. conversation? Uh, what do you call it that they had? With um with Drake and Forty when they were making uh when they were making the uh, Scorpion album, the the conversation that Premier had with them DJ Premier because he produced see, uh, what was the he produced uh, I never heard that yeah he produced a couple tracks on yeah. there, so um they sent Premier a couple tracks Premier reached out to Forty and was like look uh you know my homie said to hit you up you y'all might be looking for producers Forty was like yes we are uh. I'll, I'll send you some stuff that we want sampled. That's dope. Sent them all the shit that they wanted sampled. I, I you know, he got me feeling emotions and all that, whatever shit. Did he do that one, right? I think Emotion. so, yeah. He yeah, only so, did two, right? Yeah. yeah. He did another one with Rick Ross, but it didn't make the album. Oh, so, Rick Ross yeah. was on a Drake record? Yeah, it was Rick Ross, and he did it, but it didn't make the album. But he was saying that when he spoke to 40, he said, well, when do you need this song? Because I heard you guys are releasing in July. He's like, dude, we're going to be working up to the release. So just send it. And I, I thought that was crazy that they would get a song that day and just potentially put it on an album. Yeah. In, in the fact that it would be in a 12-hour period you know or 6-hour period or 4-hour period. That would be unheard of back wow. in the days. 
because Drake can also write super fast. And then, you know, like, I think they did Nice For What in, like, an hour and a half or 45 minutes. Future wow. and Drake's album was one week of them hanging out. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. All it was. Yeah. Exactly. Sounded like yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, no, it was, you know it was good. It was good. It, it did have the dirty sound to it, but it felt, to me, like a Wu-Tang album, I, I broke that record. I liked it. I broke I really that record it, over man. my knee. I had uh, somebody, um, one of the guys from One Direction came in uh, and uh, asked, uh, somebody asked if they could look through the records. I said, no. And oh, but this, he's in One Direction. <laughs> said I said, no? I, don't get, I said, me I said meeting, no? I said, me meeting a kid from One Direction is like me introducing my mother, my grandmother to Tony Hawk. Like it means nothing to them. Like you know, so, <laughs> so they, so I, I said, I said, listen, don't touch any of my shit. You could look through the the stuff that belongs to the club. And they found, they found uh, a future record, the future Drake record I had hidden. <laughs> and they said, oh, look, you got Future right here. We were asking for this. I said, and I broke it over my knee in front of you him. You had vinyl Threw it in the it? garbage and spit on it. I said, it's not going to play well. <laughs> yeah. You Damn. didn't do that. Fuck. You didn't do that. Oh, he's, yeah. Yo, he's oh, the yeah. devil. I believe you. Kidding me? He's I bad. Believe that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The girl that came and asked. The kids for looking request. at me like, <laughs> and then the kid from One Direction is like, dude. He's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to make you mad. I said, I'm not mad. <laughs> I said, I said, I'm not mad at all, little Irish boy. Are y'all liberal? Huh? Are you liberal? Oh, I've I've heard this about I was you. We you were don't even understand. We do, we can go there as, as far as you want, but I'm not going to go. <laughs> no, no, I like no. I, li I like y'all too much. So Please let's stay no. friends. I am I'm well. I mean, what is liberal? Liberal is. Did you vote for Hillary Clinton? <laughs> I didn't vote. All right, you didn't vote for Donald Trump though. I wouldn't have voted for Donald. You voted for Donald Trump. I don't know. Does the fucking sky turn blue? <laughs> <laughs> Show him the card, Ed. Here it comes. Here, goes. here oh, comes. Oh, this I, is always the routine. Oh, and I hope this don't make y'all motherfuckers not let me in the club when I want to come out and party. What is this? We, make America we, great again? We, we might not show this. This is a membership. Since this whole room has free Wait a minute. Band memberships. We, I, we, I don't we, think we, they're going to sever the relationship. Wait a minute. We might not air this episode. Hold up. Listen. Listen. Damn, man. Just because you vote for Donald Trump don't make you a racist. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Ed hates, says hands hates everybody equally. Like I'm, me. I'm not, I'm, I'm half liberal. Oh, here you go. You guys can pass that around. So you I'm have half, half liberal. You have no regrets. Did that come did, with uh, the for voting for Donald Trump? Yeah. Regrets? Yeah. Are you crazy? He's the best president we ever had. Please, serious? please dive into that. Hey, listen, listen, are you serious did, right I'm now? I'm just going to say it like this because there's no way I can battle a room full of liberals. I'm just going to wind up. No, go ahead. Liberals, go ahead. liberals like, just don't get it. Y'all don't get it. You're a business owner and you don't get it. No, no. Speak your... I want to hear. Um, yeah, I want to yeah, know, have you felt a financial gain from him being president yet? No. No. Then y'all ain't filing taxes. Correct. And you, should, you should behave yourself with the IRS. Fuck the because IRS. Because I file taxes, okay? Suck and it. I say 27 Gs because of Donald Trump. So... That's just a personal feeling. Now, all the rest of the stuff, honestly, I'm not going to get into a big debate, yeah, but yeah. I'll tell you why I'm not against what he's doing. Because logic, I deal with logic. Logic says you must protect this before you can protect this. You understand? Mm -hmm. So what everybody else wants to do is get their fingers into everything going on in the rest of the world when we all fucked up right here. This country almost lost the world economy three mm -hmm. years ago to China. Did you know that? China. Did you know? Yeah. You know how bad that would have been if we would have lost the world economy to China with the United States of America? Come on, guys. Catch up. So 
This guy came in here and he took it all out of here and brought it back here again. He said, let's take the United States and care about it first. You live here. You're American. You live here. You're American. You live here. You're American. All of them. Black. Italian. Bro, I don't know what the fuck, fuck you are. Mexican. Span Mexican. Yeah. Puerto Rican. Black. black? Are you black? <laughs> Bro. Now you're... you're <laughs> You said you gave. You know what? You you got your light skin. That's why. I know. So I get the, I get Dominican Cor and Korean, right? Dominican, Spanish, whatever. Spanish, yeah. The thing is, is we are all American, mm -hmm. and we're all different races, and we're all vibing in a room, sitting here chilling. Uh -huh. But we're all here legally. We're all here the right way. You understand where I'm coming from? And we we're all, all well, here. some of us pay taxes, but I, what I'm saying is, when you pay taxes, you pay taxes. For the, your country. Mm -hmm. You understand that? Federal yeah. tax so, is a tax for your country. So his whole thing with the immigration, when he's got people coming into the country that we don't know are here, they're consuming without paying taxes. Do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah. So consumption, 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 no taxes. So the culprit is more taxes than it is people no, just no. wanting to come here. I, no, I think no. if you do away with taxes, people would be a lot more And if you did level. away with taxes, the world would be fucking broken. No. We need taxes Ta to pay it's for everything. It's theft. Well, I have a it question. is. It don't have to be to the level. I have a question. Yes. I have a question. Come on, bring it. I'm ready. I have a question. For the whole room of y'all, I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a two-part question. Okay. Do you think the way Trump conducts himself? No. He's an idiot. There's no question about it. He does not speak presidentially, mm -hmm. but make no mistake, his business sense is on point, and he knows what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. He just speaks like an idiot. He's from New York. He's cocky. He's had gazillions of dollars his whole fucking life. He banged everybody and their girlfriends and right. sisters and mothers, apparently. And all the playmates, all yeah. the fucking porn stars. Pete on them. You know, the guy's a killer. I don't think that saying, I grabbed her by the pussy in a private conversation, is that bad? Because I grab so many girls by the pussy, it's not even funny. Okay. Sometimes okay. I grab two at a time by the okay. pussy. <laughs> you know, you do what you do. You got to do what you got to do, man. Second part of your question. My second part of my question. Are you was, sure you want to go there? <laughs> you're going to get a raw dog answer, I'll tell you that. I tell it like it is, man. Uh, my you. second part question is, what did you think of Obama? I liked him as a person. I didn't think he was great president, but I liked his personality. I liked that he vibed with people well. I think I like Michelle Obama better than Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. I think she would have made a better president, honestly. I think that Obama was just too lenient. He just wanted, he reminds me of my grandmother. My grandmother was like, sweep it under the rug, it all goes away. That, it that doesn't go away, it's still under the rug. You understand? He just wanted peace. And would, you know, just like he just wasn't handling it, man. He did, I mean, liberals agree. He wasn't handling it. He, he, he didn't get the job done. He, where Donald Trump was not as good of a speaker as Obama, he wasn't as personable as Obama, he was, he's not as likable. I like Obama better than Donald Trump as a person because I think Obama's cool as fuck. But do you think Trump, uh, uh, like, you know, the way, he, the way he conducts himself, right? Do you think it has created any permanent damage to america and the way you know we are right now i think in the past the year, way he conducts himself has created an issue amongst the civ the people of america not the country i don't think that the leaders of other countries feel like they're getting over on us anymore i think that the tariffs that he's put in place put everybody in check 
all right, he went right through the UK to put China and everyone else in check, mm -hmm. and he did it the right way. He's a businessman. He plays risk with these people, and well, he it, wins. It's still, it's still in talk. The people, right now. the people. So this is going to sound terrible, but mm -hmm. I'm going to say it anyway because that's me. Yeah. I think that to solve the problem in America, you have to take the top 25% of intelligent, logical thinkers and put them right here, then burn the rest of the world down. Just burn the rest of the world down. Because it's lack of intelligence, it's teaching of racism and stupidity by parents that are not trying to move the human race forward. I don't care what color we all are, we're all people. It won't be until a fucking ship comes and starts eating us by the handful that we're all hiding under a table together. But the question is, my question is, do you think Republicans as much as you say, like, to burn the 75% that are, like, uneducated, who don't know what's going on, right? Don't you think that the Republicans kind of tap into that, into that market of peop of demographic? What do you mean they tap well, into uh, it? Basically, no, I don't. I think don't. the liberals are in the 75%. Really? Uh, most of them are. Yeah, I think people have to go... You got to really think about what humanity is and how to push it forward as a whole. Stop thinking about what you want today and think about what people as a whole need. Sister look Hannah. at ants, look at bees, look at everything that lives around you, how it pushes itself forward. You understand? Scissor hands is Thanos. Yeah, yeah, that's what he Thanos. is. I saw it when he Who's said 25%. Thanos? Watch the movie, it came out today, <laughs> Avengers 3. Go by the it's from Thanos? Avengers, the Infinity uh, War. So I, I haven't seen so it. In, I'll in check a, it. In a nutshell, in a nutshell, yeah, in a yeah. nutshell Thanos is the new enemy for the Avengers, right? Uh, well, I got to be the enemy. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. You got a Trump card. What is it? A Trump alumni Not, card? It's the ina inaug inauguration, inauguration okay. card. Did that come with the powder on it, by the way, or no? <laughs> wow. I didn't get it. I, I had oh, the was there powder on it? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Let me check. Hold on. <laughs> I just said a little party. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, there's none on there. We good. I don't use the Trump car. I use my chase, my chase car. Let me edit that shit, man. Oh, I, had I to don't break care. Oh, that's fine, bro. Are you kidding so me? We joke about that shit. We play around all the time. Oh, my God. Oh, okay, it's my boy, man. I'm not shy. No, so man, basically, Thanos wants to acquire all of these gems for his power glove so that in the snap of the fingers, he can wipe out half of the population. So everybody can because it's overpopulated right now the universe is overpopulated people are suffering in the movie in the movie there's not enough uh, uh you know food and water it's not just not enough different to sustain, problem on earth yeah but but so his idea is that he wants to wipe everyone out so everyone can thrive again because there's just too many people yeah, that's not my idea. No, I'm talking. About <laughs> you just said that though. No, that's no, I didn't. Twenty-five percent. That's that's the liberal approach. Don't tell me what I said. Listen back to what I said. What I said you was you take the intelligent mm -hmm. people. Yeah. I didn't say that we have too many people on earth. We have too many stupid people on earth. We have too yeah. many people teaching bad lessons to their children mm -hmm. and carrying hatred through. Civilizations, civilizations. Yo, you gotta fucking worry about humanity. You you know what I'm saying. It's about human beings, about pushing human beings forward. What must be done to push humanity forward? Mm -hmm. And that's not the way people think. They think about today and the next 80 years. The average person thinks about today and the next 80 years because that's the time you're going to spend here. One of the biggest human flaws is selfishness. One, one of these days, I'm going to have you sit uh, with DJ Ross One, 
who's the ultimate liberal. Oh, man. I don't want to see that. I, we, so me and, uh, just give us gloves and, and videotape no, no, no. us in a fucking parking lot. We can shoot the I, one. I, I, I want to do it. I just want to do a 20-minute, like, I want to do a 20 to 30-minute debate oh, with podiums and shit. <laughs> podcast. Yo, you're straight making comedy and, uh, and, and alcohol. And alcohol. Yeah. And I want. And then we'll put it on cooking plan, too. It <laughs> depends. If I, I want, win, it'll go I want, I want, right, right. If I, I want, lose, it disappears in the archives. I want two podiums and, uh, and, uh, and you well, know, like mediators. Suits. I want mediators. Oh, my God. And then we'll, we'll go through that. Funny. I want that. Live stream. Live stream. Uh, yeah. Twitch TV, baby. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> get some money for that. Ross one versus a hand. I'm down, bro. Yeah. Nah, I don't want to talk politics because no, 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 it doesn't no. control my life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. I watch it because it's in my face 24 hours a day. The minute you get on social media, one guy hates Trump, the other guy loves Trump, mm-hmm. this guy hates that. It's just in my face. I fucks with music. You want to make some beats? Let's make some beats. You want to spit on something? I'll even rap with you if you want. You know, I'm about peace, man. But I just feel the way I feel about my presidential choice was made from logic. And that's just how I feel. It's my logic, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think people should have the right to have an abortion if they want. And that's not a Republican thought that's process. Yeah, that's liberal. I feel like they should. I don't think it should be crazy out of hand where people are killing babies that are five months old in their stomach. But you, to a degree, I think women should have the right to have an abortion. If you think you're going to bring a child in this world and you can't provide the right way for it, right. by all means, don't do the child a favor and yourself a favor. Yeah, it's when you start using it as a repetitive like, form of birth control. Right, that's not, that's, that's the crime. That's and, what the Republicans yeah, right. get upset about or whatever. Yeah. For me, I'm pretty much on the line, but I go for the business aspect of everything. The United States is a business, and it's not a very lucrative one right now. Well, mm-hmm. it's becoming one again. We need more jobs here. We need more things going on here. Once you take care of here, like I said, then you can take care of here. Then you spread it out and you get it bigger. You ever play Risk? It's a board game. I've heard about it. You ever play? I've heard of it. I never okay, it's an old school board game. No, it's a map. It's a map. Yeah, it's a map of the world. It's a map of the world. Oh no, I thought it was the thing that you. It's a map of the world, and everybody. That's operation. So the way it works. You oh no, that's I thought it was battleship. Oh, he was that's that's trouble. <laughs> fucking Candyland. <laughs> you sank my battleship. Yeah, yeah. Scissor, please don't explain risk to us right now. Yeah. I mean, but it, it's, it's, I, don't want. I won't do it. But it does, it does sum up what Donald Trump is doing, pretty much. So okay. I'll tell you another time. Don't On another note, how did you come up with the name Scissor Hands? Uh, a rapper. I was working with a rapper before uh, Riz. Before me and Riz got together, I was making beats. For an un- underground rapper from my neighborhood, uh, Zombie. He, they actually got a dope tattoo spot in Brooklyn now. Him and Firstborn from Young Black Teenagers. Uh-huh. They open up, um, they're called Ringleaders, Ringleaders Tattoos. And uh, so this was my first rapper ever. And um, I had the machine, I was making him underground hip hop beats. And the movie Edward Scissorhands had, came, had come out. And uh, I could scratch. Yeah, yeah. I, I could still scratch pretty decent for a 45-year-old guy, you know? I don't, I'm not whack, but I'm not, you know, I'm not Cuber. But, um, yeah, so he was like, yo, and my name's Ed. So he was like, Edward Scissorhands. I was like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> and then I just changed the spelling. I, you know, I got more into it from a professional standpoint. How do I Market. trademark it and shit? And so I did it. Like it's that. funny because when when I heard Scissorhands and we, we would, when I was growing up or coming up like we just always knew like known of you to like scratch be like an insane scratcher 
But, but I, we, I, we've never heard you scratch. An insane scratch of back then versus now is quite different. I was I was good at scratching, but yeah. not like Riz was the backspinning guy. You know, he used to do all this shit. It's, mm -hmm. For me, it was always just I was a one-armed bandit. You know what I'm saying? I would get in there and I'll tear a fucking record apart. Like I caught like like Revolution style, like how Revolution. You met you know Rev? I've, I've heard of him. I've never Rev is I've a, heard of him. Yeah, Rev is like a very perfect version of me. I'm like a sloppy version of him. You know what I mean? Like where I cut. If you ever listen to him, you'll understand. And that's all, always my thing was always timing and staying in time and trying to be on. Like I'm a quantized kind of guy. You well, know? Let's see. I want to see it live. One I'll cut with you. Why come to the crib, dude? I'm a horrible scratcher. You know, I'm uh, it horrible. doesn't matter. You're a club rocker. Yeah, I'm just a club rocker. That's, that's all. all that's all you really need to be. That's real. How, how about you? You cut? I'm a cut man. Yeah. I just I just rock the party. That's it. Rock the party. Hit the microphone. Y'all do it, man. You get it right. Definitely. Shit. I'm a fan. I want ready to be a fan of yours. I've always been a fan of his, man. Definitely. What about Crooklyn Clan? Just I mean, kind of. Crooklyn Clan. We made up in Mike Weiss's office on the fly. Me and Riz. Like, what do you want to call yourselves, guys? Mike Weiss said. So, I'm like, I don't know, Crooklyn. And Riz is like, Crooklyn Clan, because Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. <laughs> it was so gay, but it stuck. <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> it's it stuck. It stuck. <laughs> you know, it did. It did. It stuck. So we, we kept it. In How often do you talk to Riz? Pretty often? Uh, twice, three times a week. He just got married, right? No. Not no? Soon. He's going to get married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, Riz is the smartest person on earth. Riz had a girlfriend 25 years ago. I just got to tell you guys this. And, she drove him crazy. You know, like how a girlfriend drives you crazy. You're in the clubs playing records. The girl don't want you in the club bitching about this girl and that girl near you. Why was that girl standing near you in the booth? Got rid of her. Didn't have another girlfriend for 20 years. 20 fucking years girlfriendless. He just didn't. He stacked, stacked, stacked. Me, one problem after the next. After I had a baby with a Playboy Playmate. That fucking, I can give you 2,750 reasons a month why you shouldn't have a baby with a play 2,700. <laughs> and 50 reasons why I'm on. I remember you dating that. Courtney, play Courtney Culkin. I oh, can say her shit. name. I love her. We're friends. She still beats me over the head and takes me to court when she gets mad at me. But she's an awesome girl. Great mom. She gets the job done. My son is handsome as hell. Was that, was that like the MySpace era? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I that's, was who's, that's, Brand, that's Brandon's? No, that, that's no Brandon's not. 25. Oh, Courtney Brandon. is about five years older than Brandon. So that I remember, was, I remember that like pictures of you and a Playboy uh, Playmate. And yeah, we just like, so I had a kid with her. This motherfucker. My man, you know what I did? <laughs> Yo, I had, I had like a, an insane amount of money saved, and I went and I bought a fucking house in, in Long Island with her. And I bought her a house with a pool. It looked like the fucking Hamptons, my house. It was retarded. It was so sick. Was dumb expensive. And I tried to give her everything. And we were both just too young to be in a situation. Like, I was still flying here and playing a tangerine at the time. Right. And at uh, Revolution, the Beatles bar. Mm -hmm. So, oh, sure. you know, yeah. I'm like fucking back and forth and you know she gets pregnant now she's a playboy playmate with a belly and i'm still traveling it drove her nuts you know she didn't mm -hmm. want we were just too young man we were too young and it was a bad decision i think if we would have got together now it would have worked out because she's she's m much more mature now but it was rough it was yeah rough. and it cost me a great deal of money i'm a broke motherfucker between that and my bill like my mom my rent in summerland's 3300 a month it's retarded how much how big is your house yeah. It's 2,200 square feet, two bedroom with a loft. It's a, an apartment, not a loft, not oh, a house. Okay. 
So it's nice though. I got a sick studio. You guys come. <laughs> I live by summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come, come visit me, man. We can do some scratches, whatever. Get together. But um, I like the barbecue. So if you like to eat barbecue, yeah. we just can't invite him. Scumbag. <laughs> can't invite him. Labor Day's coming up. Labor oh, Day's yeah, coming yeah, up. Hey, I got a question. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. I, I see Crooked got the evil look in his eyes. No, no, no. <laughs> you're you're vegetarian or vegan? Vegan. You're vegan. Yep. When did you become vegan? November 29th of 2011 was my last time eating meat. I was in London. 2011? 2011, yeah. So Thanks. November 29th will be Thanks. seven years vegan. Oh, okay, okay. Because uh, I remember when, because Anthony Bourdain passed. Yeah, follow. Oh, so you remember when I was saying yeah, that he, was he wasn't a good off. man and, and yeah, I didn't like wish him? death no, on well, him, but I'm not going to fucking lose sleep. Off. Well, I mean, it's not normal behavior for a man to smear deer blood all over his face and get a kick out of it and eat beating hearts from snakes. Yeah, that's and disgusting. Ripping intestines out of animals while they're still alive. It's not normal behavior. Nobody is saying it's that eating up. meat is bad inherently. But when you take such joy in Butchering. another sentient creature's suffering, then I have to. Then I'll fucking speak out. I'm and close. I, and he man, was. I'm he close. was. <laughs> he was not a. He was not. He might have. He might have done great acts, but when you see stuff like that, that's not. Those aren't the actions of yeah. a good man but like, or, a, or, a, or a. Are you a man. vegan for, for for ethics? For ethics. Yeah. When did you, what, what made you, be, what made you? Well, like I said, I was in London and uh, I did the direct flight. I think it's into uh, Gatwick, I think. I did a direct flight on yeah. Virgin. So I had the same flight back and I did the whole thing in London. Me and Milo met up out he there. He told me to start. I was we do boom, Sunday roast, fish and chips. We went out for a curry, which in London they said, okay, you've done all this other stuff. But tonight, we, which was my last night in London, we're going to have the most traditional English dinner, which is Indian food. That's what yeah. they vibe on mm -hmm. out there. And that's what we did. And I'm fucking shoveling chickens and God knows what else into my mouth. And then I'm, now I'm on the flight. I got a 10-hour flight back to Vegas. And I'm missing my dogs, my cats, my birds. And I made this connection like, wait. I said, why, why do I love those but fuck every, every, every other one? I just ate 30 birds, but I have a parrot and a fucking conure in my fucking house. I said, why you don't I have a zoo in your house? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm zooed like fucking, up. I'm, yeah. I've caught, I've caught so Eddie on the, by the time I suffers. By the time I landed, I never <laughs> ate it again. I was still, I, I actually did do dairy for probably a couple of weeks until I just said, that's even worse than the fucking meat. There's wow. more so cruelty it's, in it's the dairy. So it's literally industry. because you made a connection that's to it. all the food. I, I you wasn't going to eat fucking and it was delicious. claim to be an animal lover. It, just and was, does, it, it was like equate. an amazing meal? What? The last the, time the I curry. ate it. Yeah. Yeah. It was all right. I was drunk. I was fucking, I was drinking And Indian then you just made that connection. I miss my animals and shit. I, I just said, ate why, a bunch of animals. Why do I pick and choose which animals I should have respect for their lives? And I said, I'm not going to do it. So no matter what your intentions are, if your intentions are dietary and health conscious behavior that you want to make some tweaks with your, with your diet, yeah. the bonus to that is more animals will live because you're not eating them anymore. If you want to save the animals and if you want to go vegan for the animals, then the as long as you're attacking and approaching the diet the right way, then your bonus is going to be health benefits. You're going right. to lose some weight. You're going to have great energy and all that stuff. So it's a win-win it's no matter what your motivating factors are. Trump is a vegan, right? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he made, yeah those Trump, the Trump steaks were made out of fucking tofu, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, that's what, well, you know, and that, that, would, that was my only, I don't follow politics at all anymore. I won't turn on the news now since last November. I'm over it. And I don't want to go back into politics, but, you know, I, you know I, I know some vegans that are Trump supporters, and I, I, never, I never 
realize that that could they can coexist because of course that can coexist yeah but can they really because every bit of legislation he puts out when it I comes mean, to animals does atrocities towards animals you will animals. dig down deep into anything so, enough and you'll find something wrong with it that's just the no, way well, that's yeah, the I'm liberal not, mindset I'm not a, bro in a nutshell, it really is. You will look yeah, but deep if somebody into feels some, but he's something. actually putting laws into into effect that are torture and just make the flight of the, the animals even worse That's the than it was. That's the problem. That and when I he's reaching it. out mm. to the dentist that shot that Cecil the lion, when all the fucking the whole world was enraged about one lion, yeah. but fucking the fifty-seven billion land animals that die because we want to entertain yeah, ourselves. They, they're also created to die. Like they. No, make, see, they well, that's that's the shitty like that's the Christian yeah. like fucking. Republican, like God gave man dominion, excuse that everybody uses. I know that's that, not I'm not using case. it. I'm not. I don't. No, even I know, like but it. that's what people think, and it's it, they're not here for our pleasure. I mean, when you're when they're mass produced, produced, that's the intention. They're not mass producing so we can have a, a you uh, know uh, forty nice forty thousand cows running around my farm. <laughs> it, you know, it's to fucking profit off of their absolute fucking torture. It and is. It's, it's terrible. Not, it's lifelong torture. I mean, but and it's I, I won't fucking. I won't ever ever go back to fucking supporting anything and that goes and it's not preferential treatment of animals over human beings it's you're against fucking exploitation period you're against abuse torture killing pain killing mm -hmm. of any fucking species that feels pain which do not include plants for anybody that's going to say well plants feel pain if you can it's find a way to say that in 20 seconds to the person who's requesting music to you Oh Christ! They'll just, they'll just cry and I walk away. Well, they'll they'll cry and walk away anyway. But you know, <laughs> depends on if I want to do, do some. I, do I smell meat in your breath? Yeah. That's what you used to tell me. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a burger? Did you <laughs> just have a beef burrito? Oh my <laughs> god! Next time you request a fucking song, I better smell kale coming off those fucking <laughs> blowjob lips. Yo. You fucking pig! That's right. You yeah, that whole shit just, just made me feel bad because I hung out with Eddie like not long ago. Went to go eat and I ate a chicken sandwich in front of him. I'm not that dude. I'm not gonna. Uh, he'll let you eat. He'll let you. <laughs> I'm not that dude. But you know, I mean, you tell me, you people know how I feel, <laughs> and you know what? I, I, listen, I ate I ate meat for 36 years, 34 years. So who the fuck am I to fucking judge anybody? I, I had my own fucking awakening and my own kind of evolution when it came when it comes to that stuff. And nobody's to say that you might not have it one day or you might not. He's so Cizans is so open to it. He's not I'm there. So close. I, I eat took him to. Food, I took I'm him to. Close, man. I took him to Violets. He's yeah, he not wanted, the socks he off. Man. He's, he's the so the open to spot. it, mm -hmm. and he gets it. And like you know, even on Facebook, I love when animals, I was on Facebook, we used animals. to have a lot of back and forths. And he's like Eddie between me and fucking Landry. With Chris Land, it up, was Chris? I stopped posting food. I posted food like everyone else. I was a foodie, yeah. and out of respect for him and Chris Landry and Jamie Lee, mm -hmm. another girl that is an she's uh, awesome. she, she is hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. I just stopped posting food. I said I'm not going to upset these people. Yeah, if I have to eat this shit, I'm going to do it behind their back. And that's it. Which you, know, but if you don't have to do that either. But but you scissors also said like you know I you know we would have like three four hour conversations he, before. because it's true. I looked at pigs in. Can, Bro, the shit that I've seen that these motherfuckers forced me to look at, it was like little containments with pig bodies upside down. They're alive, mm -hmm. squealing and screaming. Yeah. These motherfucking things. You punch one, it hurts. Right. You poke it, it feels it. Yeah. 
It's alive, man. It's a gestri- gestation crate, it's called. So they're not allowed to turn around. Yeah, they're just, just stuck in one side. position. They're screaming. It's, it's lifelong torture. Yeah. Imagine yeah. Some, yeah. something big coming here and putting you in something like that. And and pigs have a... Are, are I've been in pretty small DJ booths. Smarter than dogs, you know, but I've everybody embraces <laughs> dogs and gives... The light DJ booth was... The light DJ booth was What about flow? That was a gestation booth. Where you climbed up the stairs in that DJ booth? Those are the worst. Oh, my God. Fucking fire those fire escapes. I hated that like shit. you needed a pulley Brutal. system to bring your records up. The flow is the worst. You could fall out of that booth anymore. What about um? You wow. ever go? You ever do the Palladium in New Rochelle? No. You remember that place? I never did it. Yeah, that was that's A-Lo, the place A-Lo's I left Jet Lounge to do. Yeah, A-Lo, A-Lo, yeah, A-Lo, A-Lo, right around from Deep, and then they opened yep. Deep. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I but did. Deep is home. Ohm was deep. After it was no, no, Ohm. I don't know. Ohm yeah. became discotheque at one point. No, no, it did. Discotheque no, was down no. the block. From right, discotheque was, was around the corner. What was discotheque it, before then? No, discotheque was a junkie after hours club that Eddie Dean owned. Oh, Eddie Dean owned this. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Dean owned Discotech. Jermaine used to Eddie do the Dean door Eddie Dean later became the owner uh-huh. of Pasha. Eddie Dean's the owner of Pasha. And now Shemansky's. Yeah. And now, now Shemansky's. So Eddie Dean owned Discotech. That was, was my... The, I used to go there for half hours all the time, bro. It was nuts, that place. Was it, was it in deep. Midtown? It was 22nd Ohm was between 5th and 6th. I swear 6th. to God, it was deep. 22nd That's between 5th and 6th. Ohm. Yeah, I don't remember you definitely know Ohm. It was on the corner of the parking lot. That oh, big first place I ever did ecstasy. First place I ever did side. special was K. Was it Metronome? No, I it was Ohm. So, no. that, that was a Metronome. OHM. Oh, yeah, right. You remember Ohm. Yeah, I mean, I, did a, I did a party. I, did, I used um, to. I used to do. I have a. What is it? I did Tyler Banks' birthday party. Is it? What is it? Nice. Yeah. I don't did know. Did you get to meet him? I did meet him. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, man. Is she taller than you? Yeah. I would have just. I would have got my slurp on, bro. Yo, she gave me. She gave me question. Mob deep. Oh, oh that's shit. awesome. Because um, Quiet Storm was popping at the time. She's like, yo, you keep playing that song. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, that place oh, was great. Home was fucking awesome. Oh, that was my first. That, that was literally. That's where I met Johnny Vicious. Then, that's deep, where we, then you know. when it was deep, is when Johnny and everyone was playing. No, 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 no. AM came there later. Like, later, no, no. But AM was also promoting Ohm. AM brought Johnny, and Johnny was doing Ohm so was on AM? Thursday. I mean, I, I mean, uh, I'm talking about AM. A love, A love, A love. I'm talking about AM. Right, 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 right. But but Johnny was playing there when A love was promoting. It was pa- Paris would be at the door. Dean, Dean and Rachel from Red Door, who Dean passed away mm-hmm. a few years ago. Uh, Lord G was downstairs doing house on Thursdays. Johnny was in the main room, and uh, and it was amazing, man. It was just when I was at home. Sebastian Tori did the main floor, and I did the hip hop basement. That was that was the run there. And basement was, was great. You had a Yuri two down years. there too, right? I was there for two years, and they had the great. Yuri when you were playing. You were playing off the yeah, Yuri yeah, with Louis Passion. You remember Louis Passion? I remember oh Justin De La Vega was there. He was one of Louis the Louis Passion was the gay Spanish guy. You don't like the way I do this? <laughs> Why don't you look at how I do this? <laughs> Yo, he was he was fucking oh, he was one of a kind, bro. Why do I? I would, and he used to always every time he did a mix. <laughs> he was like that guy from tomorrow, Bro, Tomorrowland. The guy his that hand out and if you didn't pound him up, he uh. would give you a hard time. The rest, man, I try to give you a pound. Did you see this guy, by the way, from from that tomorrow? What is it, Tomorrow World or Tomorrowland? The fest, the big EDM festival in in the yeah. Netherlands or whatever. Oh, and they had this Italian dancing, dude. Right? Yeah. He's humping the speakers. He's yeah. licking the. You must send me that. And then he's got a clip. He's got a clip from another one. He go and he's playing this like little loop of like some key. Some key line, do, 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 do. and he's just waiting to say something. And all of a sudden, he goes, "I want you to relax your anus." 
<laughs> Literally. <laughs> and then they pan to a girl in the fucking crowd, and she puts this look on her face like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> it's crazy. the funniest thing in the world. But and he, Yeah, of course, he's going to be a fucking... His Vegas residency should be here in about six months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. What, is it not? Am I wrong? They're going to fucking be all over that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm still know. waiting for that dickhead Wade Martin to get his residency that you see all his... Billboards, billboards all over sign. Yeah. Well, what a fucking. Oh wait, 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 wait. The, the, in, dude, that's been. It's still up. Yeah. Oh wait, all over. Every time I go to fucking yeah, so Yardhouse or Town Square, I got to look at that fucking. Yeah, they're ready for Yardhouse right now. Ooh. There's these. Yardhouse. They got Kel. There's these billboards that are <laughs> spread out throughout the city in certain parts, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's this dude, Wade. What? Wade, Wade Martin. Martin. Boggs. He's got billboards coming out of the airport. Going. But he doesn't DJ. Apparently he does. Apparently he's remixed. Uh, well, he's a producer too, and he's worked. He did an EDM. But he looks like a real estate Flav agent, Flav, I think, huh? But he looks like a real estate right, agent. Right, he looks like a lot of things. None of which. Are, <laughs> what so does a real estate agent. <laughs> no, but there was a, there was a write up like on him like a couple of like years Wade ago. Like Martin, and, and they said he's just holding off for the for his uh, Vegas resident payday. And I'm like, keep holding off, motherfucker. But wow. I, I'm surprised nobody bit. You know, they you know. On, on that note, with Wade Martin, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should end this podcast. Okay. Hey, uh, Sis, thanks so much for coming. Thank you you so much. And I didn't know we had beef like that. I apologize. So I hope you ain't mad at me. Nah, I was was never (laughs) mad. I felt like I disappointed you. Finally, nice to meet you, man. My boys, I mean, you'll be seeing me. I never met now, though. We never met. Actually, we met met one time, like I told you before, um, at Hayes a couple of years back. Like, it was late night. Whatever. What's Hayes? Hayes? The nightclub, which is Jewel now. It's Jewel now. Oh, Jewel. And Manila. Oh, oh when it was Aria. when it was Hayes, that long club yeah. like exactly. that. Yeah, yeah. you were playing. Yeah, I was hanging out one night, and he was there, and I think Eddie introduced us. Had to be like uh, ten years ago, maybe. Well, yeah, well, yeah, it could have been. Oh, I have a perfect ending to actually our our story, our legacy. Okay. So it was a scam artist takeover at Live in Miami, mm-hmm. and you were in Miami. And they closed the shut the door down or something. But you were outside. And Eric Kubici. It was you and somebody else. It was you and your homie. Was it Kubici? And you guys couldn't Kubici get Kubici got me in. No, I got him in. Oh, no, you oh, didn't. Sh- I, ca- I called you off the line. You ignored me and you kept walking. No. I remember. I was like, you're crooked. He was like. Crooked told a different story. Walking. No, 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 no. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Dude, that's <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. I waited for the door guy to come out. It wasn't he- Eric Kubici? No, nah, it was me, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you must have looked just like him. Nah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I could have sworn it was him. <laughs> I thought Eric was actually running the so podcast. The whole time, I thought that was Eric. So, like, <laughs> I walked and I was like, yo, that's scissor hands. And then you're like, and I'll. And I went up and I'm like, yo, it's crooked. And you're like, oh, what up, what up? And I was just like, yo, let me uh, let me try to get you in. And I literally spent like 15 minutes like talking to the door guy, getting the manager, and then we got you in. Oh my god, I and love then, you. Thanks. No, no, no. And then he was like, I always knew you were a good kid. I, always <laughs> knew you were good kid. <laughs> I said that to you. <laughs> I, I, why does this whole thing? This whole time, I thought that was Eric Kubici. <laughs> no, oh was, my. He was like, I always I always knew you were a good kid. I, I got I got to stop doing drugs. <laughs> Fucking amazing, man. Eddie, Eddie, we cannot hang out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, All right, man. Yo, I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Oh, my God. Oh, that was funny. Okay, okay. Listen up, you motherfuckers. This is DJ Premier live and direct through the motherfucking speakers, representing all real DJs all day, every day. The motherfucking Crooklyn clan is in the motherfucking house. You heard me? DJ Riz, 
scissor hands. Those are my fucking peoples. Word up. It's time to do a little test right now. I want to know if any of you motherfuckers that go to the clubs and party, tell me if you remember this. Is New York in the house right now? Is New York in the house right now? What about this one right here? Okay, you know that one. That's Crooklyn Clan. Just in case you didn't know, they did that. What about this one right here? Come on, yeah, come on, yeah. What, 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 what? Niggas in the back, where you at? Say what? Niggas in the back, where you at? Say what? Everybody in the place, come on, if you want to say what? What about this one right here? Hands up, now get your hands up. What? Hands up, now get your hands up. What? Ah, uh, yeah, like I said before, Crooklyn Clan, bitches. Act like you motherfucking know. If you don't know, do your fucking homework. What about this one right here? All my niggas that like the hip hop, let me see you put your hand up. Cause if y'all don't give a fuck, like we don't give a fuck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air. What about this one right here? Check it out. To all the killers and the hundred dollar billers. All my niggas get down like what? All my niggas get down like what? All my niggas get down like what? Get down like what? What about this one right here? Let me see those hands. Let me see those hands. Let me see those hands. Let me see them. Come on. Let me see those hands. Let me see those hands. Let me see those hands. Crooklyn clan bitches. how it goes down they make the biggest party records you ever heard you go to any country any motherfucking part of the goddamn planet earth what do you hear crooklyn clan up in that motherfucking bitch you heard word man this is not a game hot shit all day hot shit all motherfucking day that's what's up and I'm going to tell you one more time. These are the kings of the party records. Crooklyn Clan. That's how it goes down. Bass drop. Bass drop. Out, 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 out. You got a $100 bill, get your hands up. You got a $50 bill, get your hands up. You got a $20 bill, get your hands up. You got a $10 bill, get your hands up. Brooklyn!